Back to Geeks, episode 72, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded live in this room. We're back in LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Are, yeah, we are. You guys sound so alive right now. It's I'm feeling, I'm excited, man. It's been away. We've been away for like two months. It's been like a, a year, man. It, well, yeah. yeah we, Almost, it's like a century in Meeseeks time. In podcast time, it is about a century. Because uh, I hear if you miss a week in podcasts, all your listeners go. <laughs> so, hello, nobody. <laughs> all people in the future, when we've Starting gathered people fresh. back again, right. they can come back to this. And, and you, you take the time out to go back and listen to the first, well, not the first, but like... 72 episodes. Right. And now you just got to this one. Thank you. Yeah, good work. And we're sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah right. we, we haven't seen each other. Uh, sorry, let me introduce first. I'm your host, as always, Mr. Al White. And joining me around the table to my left... Justin Macaroni. That's me. <laughs> so delicious, yet so flexible. <laughs> Old man Adrian. Hello. Katie Watson. Hey. And Allison Holland. Hello. So yeah, we have a stuff table. We're going to swap people in and out a little bit because we're going to be breaking from our normal podcast format. What? Um, but I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So yeah, I haven't seen you guys, uh, Adrian and Justin, in like nine months. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. It's been officially, what do they call it, a hot minute? A hot minute. That's what they say here, isn't it? <laughs> that's a stupid thing that people I say. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've seen you, man. I've seen like pictures, the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, what you Bigger. put up on the wall of your bedroom doesn't count, Justin. Yeah, well, you know, to me, that's my world. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's the only world I know. Um, Katie, I've seen you, obviously. Allie, I've seen you. So I'm over that. Just going to talk to you two guys. World. Yes. Okay. Old, Old news. news. I'm excited to be back. So, okay, just to update people what happened, because we did drop off the map a little bit. Um, we were trying to keep the podcast going. We're in. Uh, we have people doing it in LA. We have people in London. We were doing franchise podcasts, which have been going up for the most part. They've missed a little less um, than this. And we realized we were in the middle of doing some feature films, and it was taking up a lot of our time. And we realized we needed to reformat everything to do with the company, to do with the approach, to make things easier for everyone. We kept talking about it, um, but now we are finally doing it. We're not quite there yet, <laughs> so this is like the beginning of the new era. But everything's going to fall into place. We will have what will now be called the We Are Geeks channel. And then as a subsidiaries for that, we'll have We Are Geeks presents like the horror channel where we uh, have already done the Friday 13th films. We're about to be doing Spooky. Texas Chainsaw and Child's Play and the lead up to Leatherface and Cult of Chucky. Uh, we're going to do Star Wars uh, in the lead up to The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. <laughs> Justin's going to get a muzzle. Muzzle. <laughs> and, uh, and we did the Danny Boyle podcast last year where we covered all of Danny Boyle's. And at the moment, we're in the middle of the invasion of Body Snatchers, that so that's about to start year. going up. Hmm? Danny, what? That was. Oh, yeah, yeah the beginning of this year. year. Beginning of the year. Oh, DB, like Sunshine? And yep. Yeah, we did yeah. all of Danny Ball's films, uh, which Ooh. is interesting. Thanks and we definitely want to start doing some directors' uh, retrospectives as well. So if people want to get on board with that, we can talk about that. Um, and we're going to do some more setup things so they can be a bit more remote as well. <coughs> we're actually going to do some. We, when we first started this podcast, we made the rule of only people in the room, which I do like as a general rule. Um, but we're going to uh, start oh. sending people up with some good mics and stuff. So when we need to and people really want to be involved with something from LA to UK, we can patch in and, and have 
perfect audio quality. Wait, what? How is that even possible? <laughs> Through science and magic. Oh, man, I don't believe in magic, but I do love science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, in. Yes, so, before we talk about where everyone's been, let's just explain what we're going to be doing then. We're going to throw out our normal sections, our news, we're going to throw out our releases. Bear days? <laughs> kinda, oh my god I'm just already did you forget about me I did I did <laughs> for a brief time. second I forgot about you uh, we are going to be talking about what we've missed which are two months of some of the biggest movies in a long time in many years yeah well some people are calling the best the summer for blockbusters in a decade we've also missed some of the worst which is also we have also missed some worst yeah we're gonna touch but on it. did we that. really miss it though did we <laughs> sadly uh, yeah, no. uh, we're going to do some games as well so we're going to be talking through May, June and July um, and we're going to be talking through all of the sort of main releases that came through and we're going to swap in people in and out argue about stuff uh, so as a full warning to people there will be spoilers in this podcast they will not be a, like absolutely abrasive, we're going to try not to give away like huge plot points that we don't need to give away um, but we will be talking kind of freely about our feelings through this stuff and that will definitely bring up spoilers uh, just organically so, if there's something here that you haven't seen and you're really desperate to see it, then as soon as we mention the thing, maybe just tune out for a minute or two, like, to turn it out and pop back in and come back. We won't have an actual timer, I'm afraid, so feel it out. <laughs> or just watch everything and then come back and listen to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boop. Uh, which I'm going to, like, I'm also good. To be fair, some of us won't have seen the same film, so we're, like, probably going to be telling each other, oh, don't give everything away because I want to see that movie. Right. So... So we're, go- we're definitely like, you can still listen to this if, if you uh, haven't seen any of these or played any of these. There will just be a few spoilers. Um, so guys, first of all, how, how's your nine months been? How's 2017 going? Uh, I just, I've been here. Just sitting in the in podcast this, table? In this room, yeah. I've been waiting. waiting. <laughs> uh, you know, I've become one with the cobwebs, the dust, which is just my dust. So I've just been sitting around. Phil. Sitting in your own desk. Yeah. Uh, you know, living it up in the... LA. I was like, why should I say where we're at? But then I <laughs> they might find us. <laughs> they might find us. I have to change my name now. Um, yeah, just been here, staying busy, you know, staying cool. hydrated. It gets hot. Yeah, in it does. California. For those of you thinking of visiting, bring lots of water and maybe those like. Bring water. Fil- we don't have yeah, water. Have bring here. those like filtration pens where you can like drink a puddle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, you guys, you guys had like the most rain you've had in like six years. Or yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, broke an eight year record, I hear. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Drought is officially over? Yeah. No, no, no. It's eased. It, yeah. Eased. It's eased. Well, it depends I mean, what you call a drought, it, it, I guess. Now yeah. we just got a lot of places that could, you know, potentially catch fire since there's nothing to water it and keep it green. So Yeah. And it like immediately yeah. everybody started watering the garden. So... <laughs> We're back, we're so back we're back to being it. a new draft. Yeah, <laughs> so bring a cup of water when you come to Los Angeles. All I want to know is, does the Getty have its water fountains back on? Because all I care about. Don't know. Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Confirmed. Awesome. Is uh, this in well, the news? Let me just. Oh, yep. Just uh, just check the news. It is official. <laughs> Getty water fountains are back on. That's the main reason I'm back here. I just want to see those pretty pretty water fountains wasting precious water. I, mean, I don't think it wasted though. Cause it's, yeah. I know. I don't really get why do you have to turn it off when it's recycling. It was, I think it was just like a stand. You know, it evaporates. Not no, there you go. Oh, water. water flying through air evaporates quicker. Uh-huh. Just so you know. And also the splash. You know, there's a lot of splash. So there's lots of splash. It's concrete. You evaporates. Jumping into the and stuff. Also Who was mosquitoes. in that movie? Was that Tom Hanks in Splash? 
the heck? Yeah, some with the mermaid? Yeah. Oh. We're going to talk about some mermaid movies. Well, did that come out this year? No. <laughs> 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 Why haven't they not done a splash remake? That should happen. Mm. No. Mm, All right, right. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my own. Uh, Adrian. Yes. 2017. Oh, it's been uh, a good year. It's been a long year. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been a quick year, it's right? Been a, no, it's been a very quick year. I can't believe it's the first of August tomorrow. Yep. I think we're much yeah. closer to next Christmas than we were. Which last. is terrifying because well, close to my birthday. Yeah, it's close to my birthday too. Our November birthdays. One of your yeah. birthdays. We're twins. We're twins. Oh, okay. For those of you listening, we're 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 actually twins. Yeah. Different <laughs> accents, you know, we were separated at birth. Yep. You had to learn the accent to differentiate between you, otherwise it's just confusing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, just to quantify, moving forward, we are going to have video podcasts up every single week. We do not right now, um, but that, that'll be in the But new it'll be proven then that we are twins. Yep. yep. So then you're in the Yeah. Johnny uh, <laughs> 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 Rick! No, no, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, nothing too exciting. Just working, doing the thing. A few little projects here and there. Cool. Um, did a podcast for a while. Everyone got busy. Stop yeah, Hollywood and wine. Stop the podcast. Did you officially get a? Uh, did you? Because I didn't get to the last episode. Did you get? We, to we didn't. Say we what weren't happened? able to say. All right, see you later. It was basically. I went to Australia, came back, and we all had different jobs, so uh, our our timetables didn't sync the same way, and so we didn't okay. have a have a see you later podcast. And we, uh, there's hopes to bring it back at some point. Well, we'll I, see. I, like, I mean, you can bring back more sporadic things. Yeah. Do like specials yeah, exactly. or once every. We're thinking we might do an Oscars special every year at least. Yeah. Also, do you, do you guys drink wine during this podcast? No, it was a play on words. I know, I get it, oh, but oh, I feel you like oh. you should do both. Well, we thought about reviewing wines, but then we were thinking we would have to have no, sponsorship. No, just drink. Review, but be just drink wine. them. Like, but then I'd be, I'd feel the need to talk about it. No. No? no just get like drunk. We should just drink wine. funny videos where he like, just bitches about things as he gets progressively drunk. That's a good I idea. I think it'd be really funny. Yeah. Also, not saying like a goodbye kind of just leaves it open-ended for like a sequel or reunion. Totally. Yeah. This is, no, this is all good stuff. Yeah, can we just yeah. do a remake? So when you, you do come back, everyone should have wine, though. Yeah. yeah. Great. Sure. Done. Just, and recast your crew as just younger, prettier people. Done. Good. <laughs> Probably have, like, Luke Perry in there or something. That was the problem. Sure. And alcoholics. <laughs> we can get Michael Bay to produce it. Because he likes doing sequels, right? Yeah. He does. He does. I've heard, like, doing sequels. Bad Boys 3. It's coming. Bad, Bad Boys. <laughs> um, Katie Watson. Yes. Get up close to that mic. I'm Come getting on it. Um, I'm sharing. I know you're sharing. Because I, I, I care. You don't have to be the girl share. Like, people can, like, when we talk about movies, we'll jump in and out. So, like, everyone can, uh, I'm just going to be adjudicating. Oh, don't worry. A- I'm going to crawl across the table at one point and take Justin's mic without oh, That's going to happen. Good. It happens all the time. You could watch it, but it, you can't. <laughs> so, you don't have a camera right oh, now. Spider monkey. Yeah. She's uh, climbing right now. What are you doing? <laughs> what, that's what you're doing? This is so crazy. Whoa. Oh, no. Oh, if you guys could have seen it, it was remarkable. I didn't even know the human body could do that. Impressive. I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Go to youtube.com slash we are testing. Um, Katie Watson, how's, how's, your, how's your couple of months been? Uh, it's been really good. I mean, we haven't been apart. Well, we've been apart, but we've also been seeing each other. It's <laughs> all sounding super good weird story. now. <laughs> we've been seeing each other basically once a month or yeah. something, or yeah. for a span of time every month. Um, but then you and I just did this great road trip <laughs> from New York back to LA. Yes, we did. So we stopped we... in all of the exciting places like Ohio and <laughs> Pennsylvania. Are you being facetious? 
Some of it, yes. <laughs> Thank you to Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate your support. Ohio is not so great. Yeah, Ohio was not fun. I've been there a few times. It was uh, super hot and a, not very exciting. Uh, it's a drive through very fast. Pennsylvania fast was uh, educational. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania's got some beautiful parts of it. They've got the Philadelphia people, Flyers. People still uh, love that Confederate flag in parts yeah, of Yeah, we're in a very Confederate flag part of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Just for my Ohio peeps, go Bucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? 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 So Le- LeBron? Jenny's Is he from? I don't know. Oh. Buckeyes. Uh, we did not go to Jenny's ice cream. But we have one here, so I don't there's, know why I would go there. There's a Jenny's <laughs> by um, in Los Feliz. Taking over Jenny's. Jenny's. J-E-N-I, right? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Get the tin roof uh, Sunday. It's just now not there because they changed it out, but it's the <laughs> vanilla. With but like just walk in the kitchen to demand <laughs> the fucking tin roof, son. It's got a little bitter chocolate syrup on top. You got whipped cream. Why is it called the tin roof? I don't know. I, I didn't make it, man. It's I'm not Jenny. Aluminium they put Why don't you they put Jenny? cat in it? Very nice, very nice. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm just yeah. trying to bring this back to me instead <laughs> of ice cream because ice cream we is always Kansas. more exciting than me. We did Colorado. Yeah. We did Utah, which was beautiful. Wait, how Utah. many states have you guys been to then? I've been oh. to all of them other He's than four. Okay, that, that's about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> one is Hawaii. I've been to all, all of them except for four. <laughs> except for four. Uh, no, I'm missing those ones in the top right. Like those yeah, ones I near need Maine. to go to Maine. So you've been to Hawaii? Sure no, I've been to Hawaii. Oh, okay. And that'll be probably my elusive one because I don't like flying. So. Yeah. Well, we could what just about Australia? Cruise. It's the best state of all. <laughs> it's pretty close. No, I'll pro- I will probably spiders. never get to. Well, to hey, if you go to Hawaii, can I go with you? And we could just turn into a long podcast. Yeah. Or you're just... I'm Dear like, God, I will be on the other side day of that airplane. Day three, Al's skin has turned a burnt purple. <laughs> I'm I've never try to seen knuckles this white before. It's just clenching onto things. You were just saying, Adrian, how, yeah, yeah. people, uh, if English people... English people in Australia, well, in everywhere, I've found, even in America, you can spot them because they're always sunburnt. Just yeah. always continuously sunburnt. I Not love me. being in England when the sun is out for an elongated period of time because they all like it's just the, the first couple of days is just like reflective blinding. Yeah, and that's just the from skin. the thighs that you can suddenly yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, after about four or five days, then they're all just like these splotchy red reflective mm. skin. Hey, look, we're delicate people. That's why yeah. we. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with delicate. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Very sensitive. So we try to take over all the countries and we're like, eh, no, 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 Oh, and oh, Invasion, yeah, which is about to start. Up. Yeah, yeah, man. People are going to be sick of you. I'm All right, take the mic I'm away. I'm sick of me. <laughs> All good. How has your couple months been? You've been in LA? I... You went to Iceland. I did go to Iceland. I went to Iceland at the whoa, end whoa, of what? May. Where'd you go about? Uh, Iceland. <laughs> we <laughs> no, just no, told no, you. No, no, like the city in Iceland. Reykjavik. Okay. Yes. We went all over, but we stayed in Reykjavik. And then okay. we had tour guides that took us places every day. In cars that have tires like Wait, this. cars with tires? <laughs> Holy crap. It's fucking crazy. I gotta I go Iceland's in the future, man. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for my podcast of Tires in Iceland. They are the height of me. They're oh. huge. It's crazy. The people? 
<laughs> oh no, the cut. Right, the, the tires. tires. Gotcha. Yep. So how big are the cars? Like, <laughs> cars are small, but the wheels on those bad boys. Let me They're tell just you, smart cars with really big wheels. That wow. Crazy. <laughs> we didn't see puffins. It was they what? puffin season was just starting, so we missed the northern lights because northern lights just ended, and then we missed the puffins What's because puffin? it wasn't. They are like delicious. Like cereal? <laughs> no. The cereal, right? They, yeah, are that's they those, like, what they look like with chicken? the exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. So for those of you who don't know, it's a uh, <laughs> penguin <laughs> with those like toucan beaks. That's what a puffin is. Just go to your locery, <laughs> your local organic grocery, and just go into the cereal they have section. Multigrain peanut yeah. butter. Just an info corner. But panda puffs for life. <laughs> You're like the legend on this podcast. <laughs> Tony Panda, but the panda Just puffs. Just hang on. Let me, let me, sorry, one second now. Like, but <laughs> I remember distinctly, and I'm trying to remember which way around it was. We fed you some food at some point. Are you sure? Yeah. And you were bewildered by a vegetable that we gave to you. Yeah. Was it cauliflower? And you're like, it's like a white broccoli. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's <laughs> even crazier? They make pizza crust out of it. And I had it recently. Al had cauliflower mind. rice today. Wait, are you saying he's never eaten cauliflower yeah. until oh, you fed him? Oh, we have him? cauliflower yeah, rice in our freezer at this m- exact moment. <laughs> and I'm excited to try it with it. Like, make a fried rice with it. It's fucking great. It wouldn't be fried rice. It'd be fried cauliflower. It's great. Yeah. You want to mix them together. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, what a genius thing. Like, who would have <laughs> thought albino broccoli is amazing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there in our living room. We ate it all. And I was just like... Man, that white broccoli was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Who would have thought? I loved it. We don't have albino broccoli in Hawaii. Do you know? <laughs> no, I mean, we just, you know, we it's got tan. different things. I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not tan. tan. We're like, oh, don't put it in the sun. In it'll burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, Allie, sorry. Yes. Iceland, recommend? Iceland, cars with tires, puffins. Yay or nay? Yay. 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 Big yay. <laughs> we, yeah. Everything we asked our tour guides was just like the most amazing answer. Like if you ask, we asked if Iceland had ever been in a war and he said, no, actually, no, there was one war and it was about fish and one guy died. <laughs> Everyone yeah. in our, tour, in our truck was like, that's not a war. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that is a dispute. Yeah. You ask them if they have a military and they say we have a SWAT team. <laughs> it's a great place. That's amazing. Highly that's recommend. I, I wish you would have said though. Did you guys ever have a war? Um, well, no, because we're chill. <laughs> Get it? Nice. Iceland, but it's uh-huh. actually very green. Yeah. Very very green. <sighs> Iceland is green. Their police and green are amazing ice. though. Hmm? Their police. Do you ever follow their Instagram? Hilarious. <laughs> the yeah. Iceland police force. Yeah. No, they they're the friendliest. It's, it's hilarious. They're just. Yeah, here's pictures of us holding puppies. Here's us trying to do crazy bicycle tricks. They are the chillest. No pun intended on that one, but they are the chillest cops. That is insane. If I was to ever be a police, which I don't have any interest. So it's basically like. I would be a police officer in Iceland because you really look like you're. have fuck all to do. So it's basically like a policeman's calendar. It's like hot fuzz, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, they're they're actually helping their communities and stuff. I just read what's hot fuzz. Yeah. It's the third most expensive country in the world. Whoa. Really? Like yep. I, I do have a question. Was everyone there like really pretty? Like, Because my friend went, two of my friends went, they're like, it's so weird. Everyone there is really good. Looking. I remember everybody being fit. Yeah. Like, I don't think I saw any overweight people and yeah. everybody was very, very friendly. Yeah. Like that would be a perfect city to get lost in and feel so comfortable walking up to someone and say. So it makes you go like, where's all the people that aren't like that? <laughs> Kill them all. 
And they killed them. It was, uh, Why do you think the population's so low? And I said, <laughs> fucking kill them all. <laughs> Feed them to the seals. They have us what was your favorite thing about Iceland? We went snowmobiling on a glacier. Oh. It was really cool. That's ice mobiling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been snowmobiling before? I have not. That's a cool way to do it. It was then. really yeah. cool. I did a cartwheel on a glacier. Oh, they said. In, my, like, in my like <laughs> space suit that they oh, make you wear. That's so cool. It was cool. really cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, <laughs> prepare to be disappointed in your next uh, snowmobile ride because <laughs> it does get any cooler than that. be on a glacier. Yeah. The guys were telling us that the glacier we were on it's about is melting so quickly. <laughs> Enjoy it in, while you can. In a hundred years, it won't exist. That's, That's not, how quickly it's melting. It's a big ass okay. glacier. And right when they said that, one of the, just to preface it, he's very liberal, but he loves jokes from the back yelled, fake news, fake news. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> in our group was like, our president doesn't believe in that. <laughs> Poor crap. All right. Who wants to talk about some movies and Wait, some what video What about games? you, Al? Hmm? Me? How have you been? Um, yeah, I've been good. We were now. We're I, think he, I think he covered that. <laughs> yeah, you tell them. Yeah. So you point at Katie going, "It's good. I can't really say much." <laughs> no, Katie's I was going to say like we've been, we've been, yeah, we road trip for the last month. I was working on a new project that we're going to be doing. I was doing some editing on a secret project, which I'll reveal here at some point. Secret. <laughs> Is it the one about the thing that's about the? It's you the know? thing with the stuff. Oh, and it, and it has a lot of things in it. Mm, a moderate amount of things. And there's sounds in it. It's a secret. No, no sounds. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're heavy in post on our feature film Starfish right now, which obviously we've been documenting throughout this last two years, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> since we started this podcast. For those uh, of you wondering what Starfish is and you haven't listened to the podcast, it's not about Starfish. You should re-listen to all the old podcasts. Just an info <laughs> corner. Um, yeah, we're in effects and sound right now, uh, which are happening mostly in the UK. And then I've got to go back there in a couple of months and finish all that stuff up. And we're hopefully going to be submitting to festivals in September. We're still chatting about it. And November, it'll be done. And then I've got another project coming up February, March, probably, um, which looks pretty cool. Nice. Thanks yeah. for the birthday gift. You're welcome. The movie being done on my birthday. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> Just for me. Uh, we timed it all meticulously, <laughs> Justin. Thank you. Um, but 2017, it's been a great year already. We've had a lot of cool films so far. Um, even before these two months, there's some cool films. Uh, um, I got some written down, but I actually forgot most of them. But it's like Raw, Get Out, Split, was Logan. Oh, yeah. It Comes at Night. Oh, yeah. John Wick <laughs> 2, some people like. Oh. Uh, some great video games came out. There's a little Horizon. Whoa. A little Resident Evil 7, Persona 5, oh. Mario hey. Kart 8 Deluxe, Night yeah. in the Woods, a tiny game called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> And Snipperclips, of course, the greatest game of 2017. I actually haven't played that one. You haven't played Snipperclips? I see it, and I'm like, should I buy this? Oh, it's so good. We'll, we'll have to play it after this. It's what is it best. called? Snipperclips. Snipperclips. Yeah, it's fucking great. Is it like about hair cutting? Cutting hair or something? You're like these little... you paper. You're these little paper characters, and you essentially cut each other out into shapes to solve puzzles. Uh, like physics-based puzzles, puzzles, but by cutting each other up, and they made just the most adorable little noises and faces. It's a good testament to your relationship, how well you work yeah. together. Because oh. you literally have to like, walk, you have to like move your character over to the other one and be like, "Cut me right here," and then you have to like cut into a different shape so that you like solve different puzzles. Oh, really I like fun. it. And is it like in that way rely on you guys like thinking the same way? 
No, you just have to talk. It's not very quick. You can take your time with it. Oh, okay. There's not much impending doom. Like you can sit and. Oh, I see. It. It's kind of like a portal puzzle. Kind okay, of thing. cool. But it's all 2D, really adorable cartoon characters, <laughs> and it's only on <laughs> Switch, so you can only play on Switch. Um, cuts me out. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. 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 Cuts me out. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. I just thought you appreciated oh, puns. Oh, that's all. Oh, yeah. Justin, so no, no, I got. I like He's going to run it in his diary yeah. at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. I like. I like puns. Let's. So punny. we're going to start. We're going to go through month by month and talk Let's about the films that we've missed. We're going to start with May, and then do June and July. That's how the months work. Okay. Uh, just to be clear with the rules of this game before we get into it. Dude, what do we win? Dignity. No, For I'm knowing joking. the I'm months joking. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we're going to do films and then games for each one. Okay. And a lot of these we won't have much to say about, but I've just written down all the notable ones that came out or anything special that we've right. seen. And then we can have a little argument, hopefully, about some of these. I already know some that we feel differently about. So. Great. Oh. Uh, May we had uh, King Arthur colon Legend of the Sword the new Guy Ritchie film Jude Law I I was excited about seeing this after watching the trailer for some reason and then the more I saw the trailer the less I got excited about seeing this movie right and then subsequently did not did see not. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the trailer and was like, holy shit, I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. Right, that's the song they were using. Oh, yeah, yeah. Music yeah. and trailers. Are the yeah. I was just like, why, do you cut, why are you going to cut a trailer exactly to... It's like a music video. Yeah. Of a mov- mu- movie that's what trailers video. are now, right? Mu- music videos? Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I don't want to watch this. Um... Yeah, I, 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 I'm all up for a King Arthur movie. I don't like Guy. <laughs> did not see the movie, but thank you for your microphone. <laughs> Justin's just wobbling his <laughs> microphone. Um, I'm up for 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 a King Arthur movie. I just I don't like Guy Ritchie personally. I just don't like his movies very much. I respect what he does. They're just not for me. Um, and the trailer just looked like yeah, looked kind of ridiculous to me. Everyone what did we call it? We called it like the All Saints. Yeah, everyone's just wearing All Saints like they Middle just e- don't like look Ages. Like they're wearing anything from the Middle Ages. They yeah. just look like they got yeah, decked it looks out by super all CG. Which looks yeah. like that yeah. new guy, that character that's just coming to Game of Thrones. He yeah. looks like he's walked Euron. directly out of this yeah. king. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Euron, yeah. He <laughs> doesn't look like anyone else no. in yeah. the entire show. His yeah. dress, his fashion, is completely. It looks like he walked oh. straight off a catwalk and onto the set of Game of Thrones. He even has like eyeshadow and stuff. Yeah, I just I like because he's just this random weird character in the show he's like hey i'm like this guy completely sticks <laughs> out this is amazing Crazy. it's like They're someone got drunk on set and yeah. just walked in front of the camera exactly. his ships are fantastic though yeah. i like want one of those and, and he just makes jokes the entire show i'm like this what is this they were just like even the first uh no spoilers for game of thrones like people will get pissed yeah, yeah. yeah i'm not gonna i'm gonna not gonna ruin it but like the way the first episode this there's this sequence that happens and you're like what is this Game of Thrones? Because what this is a different mm-hmm. feel to the yeah. show, and then of course he comes out, the Euron character. I'm like, oh, it's that dude, dude it's from another movie. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's in his own movie. It was like someone's telling the story of Game of Thrones, and, they, and then they just start telling him about like this drunk guy starts telling his part of it. And he's just like, this is from my perspective. So I walk up to the queen. Yeah. You walked into the queen? No, I walked up to the queen. Oh, okay. he's, he's a southern guy for some reason. I think he is going to walk into the queen pretty soon. Um, I imagine yeah, so, so that was King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. <laughs> <laughs> so did anybody see it? Nobody saw uh, it. I'm not going to. I will. I'm, I'm not like, I will not see that movie, but I know I'm never going to. There was one song that, that I liked that they used in, in it, and it was like, what's his name? He's going to drive me crazy. This English guy who does uh, modern versions of English folk songs his name something lee 
I'm going to look it up in a minute and I'll, I'll tell you. Alan Lee? No, someone like that. Anyway, oh. really ace. And I bet that was the only reason I was going to see it. That's it. Pointless story. Probably wasn't even in the film. Let's continue. <laughs> um, Hounds of Love came out. This is an Australian film, um, which I fucking love amazingly great we're going to be showing we're doing a little uh, festival thing for some friends here in LA and we're going to be showing that highly recommend it anyone who's thinking of coming that's the film not to miss Hound uh, of Love very disturbing Hounds of Love Hounds of Love mm-hmm. yeah I haven't even heard of this and I'm Australian what's the go it's it's well I think you're not Australian this was the litmus test um, it's based on a true story from go. the 80s about a couple who kidnap a teenage girl oh um, why but would it's I know about this really weird. nasty really dark it is very dark I don't normally like these true story crime things but it's very artistically done and okay. very brave and not entertaining it's definitely a tough watch wait is this the one with like Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves no no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> are they Australian all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> no there's a movie where there's a girl no, I don't know uh <laughs> We also had Baywatch came out in May. Baywatch. As the official spokesperson. Nope. No. Not allowed to play that game anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Um, yeah, Baywatch, uh, which I forgot who it was directed by now. But yeah, obviously Dwayne Johnson, Seth, Seth Gordon. Gordon. Seth Gordon. He also directed Atypical, which is a show that comes out in August. Still on it on Netflix. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. I, I worked on it, so Are I'm just trying to plug it in. personal assistant or something? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just plugging the show in. Um, yeah. Did anybody see Baywatch? Nope. If we, here's the thing. We've got a lot to get through. Yeah, so I saw no Baywatch. You saw it? Well, like David Hasselhoff, right? <laughs> I, would, I would watch it, though. I would watch it if it was just on. Yeah. I would not pay to watch no. it. <laughs> I wouldn't pay to watch it, but I've seen the David no, Hasselhoff one. When it comes one. out on Netflix, I'll watch it. Yeah. There's, there's so much to get through. I think we have to make the rule. If no one on the table has seen the film, we don't discuss it. Okay. <laughs> because be, we shouldn't have an opinion if none of us have seen it. Um, Violet, uh, which is another little uh, indie film. I'm only bringing it up here because it's a very special uh, movie. Um, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to give away too much away. It's done in the style of Gus Van Sant's um, Elephant and Paranoid Park kind of style. Um, and it's really beautiful um, and really, really cool. It's all shot by a, a great photo, um, cinematographer. And it's done like photos, basically, just well, different uh, photographs. Was that released, like at the cinema, or are we talking online? Like very limited in cinema, uh, but you can get it now on the Blu-rays and stuff, and okay. non-digital. Um, highly recommend it. Great film. Um, didn't see it. Can you ask didn't Allison a question it. or something? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it either. <laughs> um, then we had two big films. We had Pirates of the Caribbean: colon, Dead Men Tell No Tales, oh. which is. The second time out of five movies they've used the word dead man dead <laughs> in their man. title. Dead chest. Anyone see this? Yeah, I saw it. Are you, did it? Yeah, I saw it. Was it good? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't good at all. But, you know, it was just Aww. something to do on the day. And so we watched it and I went, oh, I see why this made this movie. So they could basically, no, I'm not going to ruin anything. They've no. called it, but they've called it the end of the movie. Is it, is it at the end of the series? Is it the end of the series? Isn't it just the same movie over it, and over it, and over again? It's kind of, but it's just done so that way they could start a whole new, like, reboot of it if okay. they wanted to. So they to. open another. So, yeah, so they open another. They close the door. They probably, like, slam open it because everyone else was like, <laughs> Well, Lana Bloom's back in this one, yeah? I don't know. Do you want me to ruin it for people? He's in the yeah, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> Kira Knightley's not in it, though. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. For, those of you who, for those of you who want to see it, uh, you might be a little disappointed, but <laughs> she's I'm in confused it. now. You're playing. She's in it. Oh, okay. Like her flesh, bone, uh, her whole. She's in it. Karen I'm really it's confused. Not a, it's now. not a CG version. Her it's whole her. physical self is in the film. Yeah, she's in it. Okay. Yeah, I'm 
confused. But I, I yeah, just you just watch it. Do you know what happened for us with pirates? Is um, so I wasn't interested in seeing that, and then I don't know what happened to me. I just sort of woke up one day and I suddenly realized, no, well, I'm listening to this podcast series, and they were reviewing it, and I was like, all right, I'll just listen to them. And whenever you listen to people talk about a movie, you're like, I want to watch those movies again. And I, I always the pirates movies are fine, you know. I never loved them or anything. I never hated yeah. them. And but they're entertaining enough, and there's nothing really like them. That's the thing, like just beautiful, exotic locations yeah. like that and islands. Bit like, of a romp. Know, yeah, I was like, I could do it with a swashbuckling romp. Yeah. So we we're both like, maybe, maybe we'll go check it out. It's on cinema nearest in, in Colorado. And I said, look, before we do that, because she had never seen what three and four. Right. So before we did, it, I was like, well, let's watch three and four. And you're like, well, let's just start at the beginning. And I was all right. Let's just chain them through in the next week, and then we'll go see it. Those fucking movies are about a generation long each one. So like the first yeah. one is nearly like three hours. The second one's like three and a half hours. It took us four sittings to get through one of them. It was watching it like, like a half-hour TV. watching Lord of the yeah. Rings. It was unbelievable. They're so and they're not good. They're not. <laughs> like, the first one, really you know what's crazy? It has Zoe Saldana in it. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, oh, who's this person? She's going to be in the With second one. With a storyline that you think is going yeah. to continue. Nothing. And then she just yeah. Gone. And also, I'm wondering, like, she did the first one. It's probably like, I don't, I'm not coming back. There's no way how I'm coming back to do the second one. That's yeah. what Alana Bloom said. Yeah. <laughs> but she's been a pirate. She's been, like, a space, bunch of space people. Space pirate. Yeah, space pirate. She's, she's done, like, She's in Crossroads. She's done everything. That she movie. She should be in Cowboy yeah. Bebop. Britney yeah. Spears. The, Britney Spears, <laughs> the Britney Spears movie. She was in oh, the B-, B Spears movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we didn't get to Pirates 5. We got past it. We ended yeah. number three. You know and what? We're like, all, all I said to Katie is, I want you to get to four because there are mermaids in number four. And with, that's our next one. It's like, I can't bring myself to do it. It's just yeah. too much. Too many pirates. You, you didn't miss too much. But okay, the trailer had, they're like CG wasn't finished rendering or something. Because right. when you watch it in the movie or the film, you're like, oh, it, it does look better. It, it, does, it doesn't look bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you're going to do it. It's smart, though. It's smart. Though those movies having them as skeletons, mm. because then you can keep your your PG rating. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. There's no blood flying nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. smart. Yeah, it's really smart. Uh, uh, they shoot a monkey. <laughs> yeah, they was do. there any multiple blood? times? I know, I'm just kidding. It's also oh. a skeleton. That's fine. Skeletor monkey. There was also like the sort of final film in May that I want to talk about. Big film. Ridley Scott's Alien: Colon oh, Covenant that indie. came out. Oh, yes. Uh, the uh, every time you say colon, I think you're saying colonic. No, no, that's why we do it. <laughs> There's so many films colonic. with colon in now that we just enjoy. Which one is it? Alien Codon Covenant. Don't, it's Alien Covenant. You think co- colon. Oh, colon. Oh, yeah. colon. right. Colon. I know. After colon. you say it, I can't remember how I used to say colon? it. It's a run, yeah. it's a run in Like colon. Yes. Like uh, semicolon. Yeah, like just semicolon. in case everybody still thinks we're referring to our colons. <laughs> Like, like semicolon. There's been a running joke on this podcast but for like it's a year. an alien colon There are covenant. too many fucking colons <laughs> in films these days, so I like to point them out. Great. Um, yeah, portended as the fifth alien movie reality, the second Prometheus movie. Um, this, yeah, so this film came out the week when we did the last <laughs> podcast. Uh, so who's seen it? I've seen it. I've, I've seen it. it. Everyone's seen it? Yeah, I saw so it. Everybody's seen this we one. all saw it. All right. Um, so I know what you got so far. You can about. share with me, Ali. Or Justin. <laughs> Adrian. Right. Yes. I mean, so you're a you're Ridley Scott fan, I'd imagine. You seem like that kind of guy. Uh, no. Oh. Well, I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I haven't seen... I saw Aliens 3 once when I was like 10. Oh, David Fincher. Scared me. Okay. Um... Didn't watch any of the other aliens. And really, you never seen Alien? Alien, Alien? And then watched Covenant. So what? I've got a pretty good basis to talk so about this film. I think. Have you seen Prometheus? No. 
What? Why? What? To it, man. I want to know. No, this is fascinating because yeah. I have very strong opinions about this movie. But right. I want to know how does this movie play to someone who's not an Alien fan or a Prometheus fan? Oh, I quite liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, it was a bit confusing. It felt like watching a Marvel movie, to be honest. I was like, who's that? And what's going on? What? But mainly for like the aesthetic and Michael Fassbender, to be honest. Uh, the storyline was like, yeah, whatever. Aliens and you're the mastermind. Extremely smart scientist. Yeah, but you're not. You're a cyborg, whatever. I, I, um, I didn't really feel too strongly about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh yeah. What made you go to see it if you were neither an Michael alien or a man. fan? I could see it for free at work, uh, and all my mates were going, so I was like, oh, fuck it. And obviously, I didn't care enough about the Aliens franchise to be like, no, 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 I can't. I have to watch one, watch two, three again, then Prometheus, and then the other one. Oh, you forget Alien Resurrection, and then Alien whatever, yeah, all of them. Yeah. But but that being said, that being said, after watching it, I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind finding out what all the other parts of it are about. Oh, the, the good bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could just play the game. Alien cool. Isolation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that it did, did prompt me to go watch the rest of it so I, I got a better understanding. But I mean, I understood what was going on relatively. That's good. Yeah. I barely did. <laughs> yeah. I thought his, 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 um, the reason for him doing what he did, like his drive to be godlike or to mm-hmm. be a creator or whatever it is, that that sat loosely for me. I was like, is that really, really, you know, it doesn't really quite sing true to me for some reason here. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's because I don't have the context of the other movies. I don't know. Well, you only need to see Prometheus. It just felt like a bad Bond villain motive for being a baddie. If you like to do it, go see Prometheus. Like, it feels nothing like the Alien movies okay. whatsoever. Um, Justin, how did you feel about Covenant? Um, <laughs> I don't like, uh, had... I have no nice, opinion. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to like figure out how I really felt about it. Uh, it visually had some stunning moments. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That looks really, really good. And then I'm just like, wow. That's what lots of money will do for you. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, how much money went into this? And then I went, wow, why is just every scientist really stupid <laughs> just why it's because one There's of them like, oh yeah they were really stupid <laughs> yeah. that was the other thing it just blew my mind i couldn't i just like come on, come on. there's like one person who's like we shouldn't do this it doesn't feel right but no but everybody was like <laughs> was oh my god someone's gone missing i'm gonna go off alone like the last person that's missing <laughs> yeah. now and get lost and eaten yeah. by an alien okay Five minutes later, oh my god, they didn't come back. I'm going to go off by my own again, like they did, and see what happens. You know, before this podcast, you said that maybe you'd do the Chucky podcast. <laughs> right. I'm thinking it might not be the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just has... It, it felt like it was a first draft kind of script mm-hmm. that just they threw some things on, like some random... Like, okay, well, let's, we'll just... Here, here's my cliff notes. Implement it in there, and we'll call it a movie. And yep. yeah, I don't know. I did like, uh, I, d- I did like some people's performances. Danny McBride. Danny McBride. I like uh, Catherine Waterston or something. Is that her last name? I don't remember. The, the, the well, actress. From Fantastic Beast. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, she was okay. Yeah, she was okay. She cried yeah. a lot. Yeah, she did a lot. Of <laughs> like, uh, but it was like the cry where was like, you're. Screwed, man. And then <laughs> she wore a necklace that had one nail on it. 
Or yeah. a cabin that she didn't know how to build. Yeah, I know. That was really... Yeah. It wasn't her fault, though. It was a strong metaphor, I thought. A really strong really? metaphor. <laughs> James Franco and his metaphors. Well, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I like Michael Fassbender acting opposite of Michael Fassbender. That was good. Yeah. That was, like, the best in a, But in these fucking shots, like, the shot where they're, um... What are they doing when they're talking to each other? Playing, right? playing with their flutes? Yeah, yeah, when they're playing the fucking flute. And I'm going to off. And, then, <laughs> and the shot... <laughs> Mine was just Michael Fassbender playing with himself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, was and they're so enamored wink, wink. with the technology that they're using that the camera just keeps panning back and forth, like, look, look what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Look, no, but did you, no, wait, but look, he's, he's there, and he's, he's there. there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right, Blew great. my mind. You have tons of money. It's like, it's like yeah. fucking hell. That's, that's kind of was. And then I just went, wow, everyone's stupid. I hope they all die. That's kind of my feelings went with it. There's a... <laughs> They're happy I, like the color, I like the color grading. That was probably the, color, part of the, <laughs> the color grading. The alien looked awesome. Yeah, I think um, my favorite oh, part yeah. was Country Road being played. He was like, <laughs> "I know John Denver anywhere." But, <laughs> it's but like, yeah. <laughs> but legitimately, the uh, my favorite acting in that was the dude who actually played the alien. Like, what a badass! <laughs> what a badass! He's he's like this tall dude who plays yeah. a lot of creatures, but he yeah he did a good right, job. Cool. One man, you uh, good body movement. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a like it's been a really good summer. There's been a handful or, or less even of films that really annoyed me, and this is one of them. Like this, yeah. this film upset me so much. But I went in with like kind of just it was gonna suck. So well, it was but okay it's Ridley me. Scott going like so. I mean, for start, not to get into it like too much in the in the weeds with it, but the whole history of this film is just inherently so transparently upsetting. Yeah. Which we did cover on this podcast week by week as it happened. But yeah, originally you had it was going to be Prometheus 2, and then it was going to be called Prometheus Covenant. And then you had Neil Blomkamp from District 9 coming along with his version of Alien, what he wanted the next one to be. And then that had gone into problems because Ridley Scott cl- clearly just wanted, no, I want to be the guy making Alien movies. I don't want his stuff to be confusing with my Prometheus stuff. So then he changed it from Prometheus Covenant to call it Alien Covenant, basically, just to fuck him. And then weirdly, Neil Blomkamp's film evaporated. And I'm like, nope, that's not going to happen anymore. And Neil Blomkamp was really upset about it all. And then Ridley Scott came out and said, no, I'm going to make uh, Alien movies until the day I die. He wants to make five more of these before you get to Alien 1 to like finish the prequel-like cycle to Alien 1. Jesus. And then since this film's come out and completely bombed, basically, critically and publicly, he's now been like, oh, maybe I'll make three Maybe I'll make one more. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> He's like I just, just completely. I just feel like no one challenged, and well, you know, Neil did, and he was just like, "No, nah, I'm gonna do it." That's why. Yeah. I mean, even though Ridley, it's Ridley has Scott, too much power. Then. Yeah, that's the problem. And that's, like, yeah, when people are like, "Oh, it's Ridley Scott or so and so," I'm like, "Well, no one's challenging that, or like, you know, starting that collaboration that makes a lot of people's things." Well, it's really like great. you say, when it's just like a first draft of like ideas, but they're all Prometheus ideas, which is fine. I didn't really like Prometheus. Yeah. It was alright. But if you like Prometheus, I get why you might like this more. But there's a million reasons why I hate this movie, but I'll only say one, which for me is enough, which I've never seen uh, addition to a franchise before. And I've watched a lot of franchises. I've yeah. never seen one before. Because if you see a bad like reboot or prequel, you're just like, all right, but you still have the original. This film goes out of its way, and I mean really drives hard over fucking curbs and through hedges and through fences to go out of its way to make all the previous Alien films worse. <laughs> like, I can, you can't watch, after watching Alien Covenant, you can't watch Alien 1, 2, or 3, or 4 without them all being worse with the knowledge that the bullshit in this movie invents for how yeah. the aliens came around. Yeah. And it makes all of the mystique and all of the stuff that made Alien so great 
worse. Which is probably why I didn't have such a bad, such a big problem <laughs> with it, to be honest, <laughs> because I didn't have any of the context of the original films. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, three and a half out of uh, stars out of five for me. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen them, highly recommend. <laughs> did, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add? No. Thoughts, feelings? No, I mean, I was, I was excited when the first trailer happened because I was excited for another Alien movie. Yeah. And we, Al and I, had just rewatched. I had never seen two or three. Yep. And so we watched, we kind of binged through them. And so I was freshly excited to see something, you know, you know, I wanted Sigourney Weaver back and I wanted all these things, that, well, at least like holograms and elements of the originals and like Al was saying, like instead we got Prometheus too, and I did not like Prometheus at all. So I was very underwhelmed. Even Danny McBride's little shout outs could not <laughs> ease my <laughs> hatred of this film. So what do you call it? Sugar pussy and sugar dick? Sugar tits. <laughs> sugar tits. <laughs> wow, <laughs> sugar tits. Wow. Can't believe they let him. <laughs> I know. And then, then James Franco just like shows up somehow. But what was it we were listening to when they were like, oh, I'm pretty sure that they're just, he and Danny McBride are just friends. So they were yeah. like, oh, come on. James Franco, <laughs> you're the captain. <laughs> he, has, he contractually has to be in 50% of all Hollywood movies that are made. So. Um, video games also came out in the month of May. We had Prey on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I played a bit of this uh, first couple of hours. It hasn't really grabbed me. It feels like a Bioshock in space, but I feel like we've moved on from Bioshock now. Just Bioshock. <laughs> Spirit of Nate is in the room. Uh, Justin, did you play any Prey? Sadly, no. No? Yeah, I didn't. I want to. I've seen a lot of it when I was at uh, Bethesda Land for E3. They had, you know, a little place you can... I think there was a place you can try it. I don't know. There's like a lot of free stuff and food, so I didn't really do too much game were you overwhelmed it was it was overwhelming i mean but in a good way you just would go somewhere at the prey yeah there was no prey game but there was a tent that had all these like sweets there was champagne and stuff and it was like pre- for prey and yeah um i got a pin though <laughs> so to <laughs> so answer you basically your question played it i basically lived it but <laughs> yeah no i didn't play it um yeah i thought it was decent what i played of it but it didn't it didn't wrap me out enough uh, we had Injustice 2 on PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of us have played that yet, so let's move on. It's going to be decent, though. It's going to be a good Yeah, good, it, looked, good it looks good. From the Mortal Kombat saw, team again. Yeah, I saw people playing it. They're, they're really into it. The combinations of it look really awesome. Like, uh, fighting combinations. We had Rhyme finally came out on the PS4. Um, I was just playing some of this night for last. It's a kind of... It's a really lovely game. It's a little indie game that's been developed for a long time. Some cool names involved with it. Uh, but essentially, it does kind of feel like the puzzles are really simple, but it has the vibe of like if you cross the journey with the witness, yeah, with I don't know a bit of uh, what's that other game I was thinking of? Oh fuck, what's another game? But it's very, it's aesthetically beautiful. It's got a great mood to it, but it is very simple. It's very boiled down. Um, Farpoint came out for PSVR. Uh, the Surge came out, and uh, Loco Roco Remastered on PS4, which I was excited about because one of my favorite PSP games. Nice. And that is all pretty. It's so pretty. Fucking, like, seriously, it's a great game. Um, and of course, Friday 13th, colon, the game. <laughs> colon. It's for X plus one PC. Nice. So this game came out, I've been crazy excited about this. Like, Justin and yeah. Katie, did you, you were did both you on the Friday 13th podcast with yeah. me? Yep. You were. 
and this is the game where you can finally I've won this game my entire life you can play as Jason it's like 4v1 uh-huh. it's like kind of like Evolve kind of style you can play as Jason or you can play as the four survivors the survivors can hide you can find keys you can get petrol you can find the police you can find like try and get out or you can just wait it out basically um, and as Jason you get to play as different versions of Jason as you unlock them from all, this, all of his stylistic designs for the series and then your mother basically talks to you in your head and you can have these cool powers like you can teleport to places yeah. and all that mm-hmm. stuff um, and, and it kill. came out and they were like well we're not going to do the campaign yet that's going to come later in the summer right now what you're getting is online multiplayer if that because on the consoles didn't work the only way you could play for about two and a half weeks solid if not longer was through private matches public matches did not work wow, until a patch that came nearly three weeks later and it was so frustrating <laughs> yeah I bet uh, were you playing it on PC? <clears throat> I played a little bit of it um but yeah, the elements of it was really cool. You know, like you're hunting them and then they hear and they see you like, ah, and then you just teleport. You're like, ah, psych, I'm right here. Now I'm going to choke you. Lift I would up. always just teleport though in front of them and then I just swipe in completely the wrong direction because I teleport and then yeah. I'll panic. <laughs> ah, but it was cool how when you're the the people, like the well, camp dudes, you're just running. You're like, oh, I'm going to go in this place, turn, turn on a radio and try to like run or hide. Yeah. Which kind of didn't work. It's like once you jump out, he's just like, oh, you're back outside. So, yeah. 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 But it was cool though, like particularly early on because he doesn't have too many powers at the beginning yeah. of the game. And you can just open a window and try and trick your mind for that one. They go hide under the bed or something. Yeah. And it's really, I, it, it's one of those things where it's janky as hell, that game. It's clearly yeah. made by like a B crew. But just the concept's cool, the setting's cool. And if you're into Jason, it's just so much fun. Yeah. I was just like, yes. I was playing another game, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, with, and it doesn't, doesn't live up to. I have not played this game. Justin keeps handing the microphone over to Allie because she's off the mic right now. She just wants to make sure her voice is heard. Um, all right. So should we? Should, I mean, should, I want. I want to yeah. be. I, I want to have brevity <laughs> in this. Um, but I think it might be nice just to pick in May, like each, you know, like the film or whatever that we recommend from each month. People I don't remember missed. what came out in what. Um, well, I just said King Arthur, Hounds of Love, Violet, Alien Covenant, Baywatch, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Violet's my favorite out of those, personally. So many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Well, no one has anything to recommend? Nope. Uh, right. I would probably say Hounds of Love. Yeah. I haven't seen the, the end of it, but it was beautiful <coughs> what I did see of it. It sounded like, good. I like. Go watch that. Stories. Yeah, go watch. Hounds go of watch Love. Australian film. Hounds of Love. In June, here we go. Now we're into the big stuff. You ready? Oh yeah. The Beguiled came out. Oh. Which my mom totally spoiled for us. Yeah, we're not gonna obviously do it, but there is like um, some spoilers. I, I Has anyone else seen it yet? I, I want to see it. I have it. not watched it. Not yeah, I really it. do want to see it. Uh, but we, we should all go. It, so we'll all right. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for listening <laughs> to the podcast. Enjoy. Uh, the house came out. I'm doing the little ones first. So we can clear them out of the way. What the house. The house? Yeah. Oh, the Will Ferrell one. Yeah, the Will Ferrell. Did you see it? Nope. No, I was going to go see it. <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> Every time you put that down, it's it was be a going to be an editing just so you know. I almost went to see it a couple weeks ago. Looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I just clicked it in. Oh, shit. It's probably just going to be pulled out again. Because I've been watching you over there. It's been spiking. Oh. Sorry. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I did not go. Is it really 18%? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't it like a big deal for them to get Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler in a movie together finally? I don't know. Has Have they never been in one together? Because I kept reading. It's literally, if you're on criticizing, if you think back to it. Oh. 
because I kept reading these reviews that they were like, stop touching my head. You just moved to, you've moved to the side of it again. The whole point of put it there is so then you can sit directly in front of it. <laughs> All right. Microphones. It's way too intense for a stupid question for this movie. Um, no, I just kept reading these things that they were like, finally, together, on screen, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And then, But then I couldn't think of another movie that they'd been in together, so I thought maybe that was... I don't know the if they've one. been in anything together. The only thing that I heard about this movie was, I think, seeing... <laughs> I saw an interview with Will Ferrell where he... I think he was on Jimmy Fallon, maybe? Um, talking about this movie and his experience. They were supposed to have Mariah Carey on it, I think. And they did not have a great experience. <laughs> and he's asking Will Ferrell questions. And he's like, and Mariah Carey was on set, yeah? And he's like, uh... She did show up eventually. What? And there's, there's apparently all these stories of what a diva she was and how she was requesting all these ridiculous things for her room. And they were like, no, we're not going to do that for you. Well, these ridiculous, like she, Zach And they ended up cutting her out. They're like, so. Baby a lot. Will Ferrell was like, you won't see her in the movie. She's not in the movie. Seriously? Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't know that. So that's all I know about it. Um, I don't know anything about this other than the poster. Uh, Despicable Me came out three. I was a big fan of the trailer. I know Did you were. That's it. why I'm surprised. I was waiting for you to say anything to you. Michael you Jackson. You kept laughing so every time the trailer came on. <laughs> um, the film went straight to Netflix. Okja, however you pronounce it, Okja. Okja. Uh, which well, was a great it was Korean a director. Original. Yeah. 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 That's what it didn't go yeah. straight to Netflix. Well, yeah. Went to, it went to it went to Cannes first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not great Korean director. Uh, one of the best. Uh, I haven't seen this yet. Has anyone seen it? I've been no. waiting on Not you yet. to watch it um, with me. Okay. Yeah, I've been waiting for you, man. It's good. Me and Justin <laughs> were just waiting. Yeah, we're just waiting. I've heard very good things. Yeah. All right, let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okja. The Netflix one. Transformers, colon, The Last Night came out. More Michael Bay grayness. Michael Bay, you're the last Transformer. Um, Guys, I think if, I think we found a Transformer. It's me, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rough Night came out. Did not see that. Nope. No. Cars three. Room. No. Nope. The Mummy. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I did. Did you see? Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, did. I like Jake Johnson, man. How was the Mummy? Well, I went in, you know, yeah, I've you know, seen the Brendan Fraser ones, which were good. Um, I went into this thinking like, whoa, it's it's a new Mummy. It's probably not gonna be good. <laughs> So right, it's it's a collaboration of different people from different genres in a movie that doesn't make sense that they're all together. Like, I think when they made this, they had someone wrote the script and like, okay, yeah, uh, Tom Cruise is totally down to do this. And then they had him read it, like you know, they did like a table read or something. They're like, well, he's not funny. We need to get somebody funny. <laughs> hey, who's that guy in that new girl show? Jake Johnson? Yeah, let's put him in here. He'll be like the comedic <laughs> funny relief. in Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's is. two people that should not really be friends. <laughs> that is a weird. In in the movie, it doesn't make sense. I'm just like, wow, he's just, why are you his friend? He's an asshole. Um, and yeah, and then you got Russell Crowe in there, and you're like, why are you Russell in this? Russell Crowe? What? Yeah. And you're just like, why are you in this? And then you have the, the or she's the French girl that was in like, uh, what's it called? Glory, Glorious Bastards, right? That's right. It. Yeah, she's in it, and you're like, 
I don't know, you're just whatever. You're in here, I guess. In the trailers, they have it like doesn't make any sense. That some CGI spooky Egyptian lady who looks yeah. like she, eyebrow model from the end of Suicide she, Squad. Yeah, she's the yeah yeah she's just meh. <laughs> but um, the the zombie dudes like uh, this isn't gonna ruin anything. But she like takes alive some of, the, of these dudes and they you know everything sucked out of them, so they're like bag of bones, like legitimately. And then they get up and they have to like crack and break everything. I'm like, you didn't get your bones broken, man. You just got the life sucked out of you. You could literally stand up. You don't have to like do all this weird, crazy move. It didn't make sense. <laughs> it pissed me off for the rest of the movie. I was just it's like, meant to be like uh, an ox and a moon comes back, right? I don't know that. What? That's the girl from the original ones. No, no. This is I what? Or is an it ox and a moon is the is the the love of Emotep. Mm-hmm. In the original Brendan Fraser mummies. Oh, so she's nothing to do with those movies. Oh, no, it's but not? it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I thought it was it really her coming back. No, no, no. This is a whole new. It's a whole oh, new thing. Oh, I'm completely yeah. under another. Can Can I check? So I've never watched any of the mummies movies. Congratulations. Ever. None of them. I also have not. Was the Brendan Fraser ones? They were kind of like parts of the good. Caribbean, no, but set better. in Egypt, right? They're better. No, they're, they're worse. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking like quality. I'm talking genre. I'm talking like yeah. It was essentially you know, Indiana Jones. Family can go watch. It's a bit of action for yeah. everybody. It was, just, no, it was literally just really bad Indiana Jones. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but with some Brent, like. Historical yeah. references. It was kind of like it, 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 it was kind of like films. national. I really like yeah. them. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser was really good. I'm kind of glad that the snow one didn't do. But it was a huge. You could totally tell that Universal was like, "Yo, we need to set up our monster franchise." Let's yeah. really nail it. With well, this that's one. what I'm worried about. This was meant to be one. Well, oh, okay. it, it was <laughs> so. This is meant to be their setup with like new Frankenstein, the new Dracula one, the new this, like bringing their monster universe together. Yeah, it, it didn't bring. It Not just brought start. garbage. Like. The scientists, and then you're like, why? Why would you just? So, you're, you guys are all stupid again. No spoilers, but does it have any setups for other monsters? Dude, a little bit, but honestly, even the script, like, if you, oh man, you just gotta watch it because you'll be like, what was the point of this entire process? Like, no, I don't need to watch. You it. made this decision that what? What? I, yeah, I'm. I was just blown away, but I was like, man, Jake Johnson is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just go watch New Girl. Yeah, that's, I should just watch more New Girl. Um, all right, we also had out uh, 47 Meters Down, uh, which I want to talk about very quickly. So this is... Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore, correct. Sharks. Um, please oh, stop sorry. lifting the microphone. Um, <coughs> this is a shark movie with Mandy Moore, which will put most people off. Um, and some people do seem to hate it. So it had some very bad reviews, some very, very good reviews. We actually saw it um, at the beginning of this year. It actually was made to come out last year. Um, as called In the Deep, I think it was called. Um, but then they found it was being made at the same time as The Shallows that was coming out. Then, um, and The Shallows was originally bought its name from like a different film. It's really complicated. A free shot movie has been made at the same time and they share the same titles, the same concepts, all that shit. This doesn't have the same concept as Shallows, but there are some very alarmingly similar things like text from a boyfriend pop up on the screen in exactly the same way as The Shallows, like the opening's kind of similar. Um, I didn't really enjoy The Shallows last year. I really liked 47 Meters Down. Um, I thought it's, you know, it's certainly not like a classic, classy movie or anything, but it was really effective. It was spooky. Um, I actually got pretty tense in it and it's got some cool, it's got like a couple of twists and turns in it. Some people like, some people don't, which I get both sides of that. Um, but I really, really recommend it. They, they actually had it printed to go on shelves last year and then we got bought up by a new distributor and they took it off shelves. Um, and we're going to, it was weird. It went like straight to 
what was it? It was going straight to DVD, and then they realized, oh, this no, is actually... Went, remember, we were looking it up, and it was like going to a certain phone app or something. Huh? Or I remember we that. were when it Before it even came out on DVD, it was like it was released and distributed in this really Oh, yeah, they did have a weird way. Yeah. It was like a new phone that was But then it started out. getting reviews, and they yeah. realized this is actually better than the They just didn't know the how Shallows. to market it at all. Yeah, so they took a year to sit on it and give it and its original name back, and put it out i don't know how well it did actually um but i do highly recommend it if you like it's definitely there aren't many good shark movies in the world uh this is definitely one of the best ones um and we're going to be showing it at our little festival thing it's really good i don't know how i feel about shark movies Mm, no no so the way (laughs) ali's are you talking about from an ethical point of view yeah yeah from an ethical point i agree completely like like in australia we have like a lot of sharks yeah obviously and then once a year, like five people get killed by sharks, mm-hmm. no, for and sure. then the government puts bait hooked barrels and like yeah. fucking culls them and does yeah. all crazy shit. Yeah. So and it's because people are scared of sharks. sharks. And it's like, how many people get killed by I don't know any a other human thing? Human no, I agree completely. People get killed by human beings. You don't say it's throwing barrels for human beings out there, do you? It's also, I think it's a hundred million Great. sharks get killed a year by humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the biggest crazy. After drugs, is the biggest black industry in the world. Five. Five to eight, maybe. Also, I really love Shark Week. I highly recommend Shark Week. <laughs> Has Shark Week changed? <laughs> that being said, I, I get it's a right it's now. a monster movie, Ex- and it's that's a monster. exactly what I was going to say. Like, so for me, because we were going to do a franchise at this point on the ten best shark movies ever made, um, but I was going to preface every single one with, yeah, like these are monster movies, and that's how I, I would approach them. It's like watching The Birds. You shouldn't be scared of sparrows. But it can be they're a lot of fun sparrows. to a movie like that. Yeah, there were like sparrows in that gross. movie. There they were all, but they're, they're all the birds. All the birds. Yeah. yeah, you should be terrified. All the birds came right. to your house. I take it back. All you should be scared. Really scary. Yeah, you know magpies, right? Have you seen a bald eagle? Love magpies. But yeah, yeah if you can scary. if you can watch horror films responsibly, and not allow it to fuel unrealistic fears of sharks hunting you down, it's a fun monster. Well, movie. and they antagonize the sharks in this one as well. Yeah, that's true. So it's not like they're just aggressive. By I would nature. say this one's like yeah, like. On on the more there are a couple of really realistic ones like that dark uh, the Halle dark Berry tide one, one Halliburton one where they actually sp- take the time in the first twenty minutes of the movie to show them hugging great whites and stroking mm-hmm. them and showing how docile they are and then an accident happens because accidents do happen and that's very realistic and much more fair representation. That sounds good. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's but it's a boring as fuck movie uh, because it's like all right, Island I'm watching. Folk. Watching people hug sharks and then Halle Berry cry for an hour. <laughs> it was bad. Sounds like, like my kind, kind of movie. movie. <laughs> it's a bad film. Totally down for that. Alley. Just boring, <laughs> boring, boring. That That's what I would make. Be like, you're all gonna be hug like, look, is, is this gonna show at them. the uh, movie night? Did it work? What's the movie now? It's gonna show. Can I uh, request that one? Yeah. yeah, it's coming. Okay, good. It's coming. Justin and I will be in the audience. No, we're talking about the Halle Berry one. No, that one's not happening. What? What? No, that came out years oh. ago and it's, it's trash. Um, We're only doing movies from Take this year. Back. It's timeless. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about Halle Berry is timeless. Have you seen her? Yes. Have you seen her drink a pint of whiskey? <laughs> yeah, right. at Comic-Con. So. She drank, oh like, Channing Tatum poured a crap load into her pint. Glass. She's like, what? And then everyone's like, chug, chug. She went, ah, that's it. And chugs a whole, like, it was a whole pint of whiskey. Why does Halle Berry still buckle under peer pressure? Should be the real question. <laughs> she was just like, "All right, you guys think I won't?" <laughs> she did. I was like, "She'd probably is- just finished Catwoman, so that was yeah. the context." You know? <laughs> She's like, she needed a good hard drink. Right. 
Um, so another horror film came out in June. It was It Comes at Night. Now, I haven't seen this yet. I'm very excited for it, but I missed it because it came out in the UK just as I left the UK and it's not showing here anymore. Uh, but you guys, I know, did see it. Don't yep. spoil it, please. I haven't watched it. Can I check? Is this this Scandinavian movie that they turned into something else or is it the Scandinavian one? It's not Scandinavian. It's American. Is it the Scandinavian one or is it the Scandinavian one? Is it the Scandinavian one or the Scandinavian one? No, no, as in like, yeah, okay, that doesn't make sense. Is it, it, no, is it it one that they, is it a movie that was made elsewhere and then they made an American version of this? I don't think so. No, 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 it was was written for his father. We saw like a post interview with the director and it was like him writing it, directing it, Okay, I'm just getting my titles confused then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I know there's, you know, spoilers can be had with this film. I really don't want to know anything about it, but do you guys recommend it? Yes. Yes. I would recommend it. <laughs> that yeah, was hesitant. I have misgivings, but I can't spoil anything. <laughs> I've been dying for Al to see this because I want to talk to you about it. Katie literally grabbed my shoulder at the end of the movie and shook me and yelled, What? <laughs> <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? We were the only, one, were we the oh, only okay. ones in the theater? Yeah, it was just Allie and I in a, th- in a cinema all by ourselves. And really? Then, yeah, we were the only ones in it because we went to like a four o'clock. No. Did we go I don't to like know. a four-part like, Yeah, you had something that night, so it was yeah. like three or four or something. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> so annoyed. And then we watched the post, and it was like about this director who was like, oh, I wrote this because I was, you know, grieving for the loss of someone really close to me. And I was like, that makes so much sense because it had those elements to it. I don't, I'm going to try and be vague about it because I don't <laughs> want to spoil anything. Okay. But yes. So I would recommend it, but... I would give it like open for discussion yes. once everyone has seen it. Okay. Uh, it does it. Well, my only question one: does it work as a horror film? It, it works yes. in that for me, the reason it worked is because I felt tense the entire it, time. It, okay. it, it made me. Yeah. Really well. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, and then two big movies came out in June. We had baby driver. Baby. Hated <laughs> So I so yeah. So I wanted to see this movie pure like so I, the trailers for this were coming out. Everyone was going crazy about the trailers for it. It was all like edited to music, like every trailer is. And I was not interested in this movie from any of the trailers until at the end of each one it would say written and directed by Edgar Wright. I was like, well, that's what you need to say, and I want to go see this movie because I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. Because you're British. Because I'm British and <laughs> patriotic. I have to. Um, Sunburns unite. But yeah, like I just, yeah, I've loved them since like 99 in the series Spaced. I love Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, World's End, not so much. Love mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, but I didn't get a chance to go and see it because I was like, well, I want to see it because it's Edgar Wright. But Wait, so you have seen it? You haven't seen it? I have seen it. Oh. Um, but <laughs> I, we, were, where we were in Kansas at that point and I get a text through from Allie. <laughs> We saw it at the same time. Y'all got out like 20 minutes after I did, I think. I've never seen a text from you that's as emphatically <laughs> excited as the text that she gave me after she got out from Baby Driver. Like, Ali was, I was so... I was ready to go see it again And she was night. like, I'm going to go I see was, it again tonight. I was trying to drag my roommate, and she's like, I have work in the morning. I was like, "You, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you were going tonight. You'll, you'll make it, it did in not, time. Yeah. But then, uh, but then I was fascinated because I really like this movie, and you know, we'll talk about why in a second, but... I was fascinated because like, how is she this excited about it? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, have you ever seen an Edgar Wright movie before? And you said no. And I was like, ah, oh, that makes perfect sense. Because if you come in now to an Edgar Wright movie and you're like, oh, this is how he deals with editing and music. And the like, editing it was feels so cool. so fresh. Whereas for me, it's like, well, I've been watching it since 99, so it doesn't feel as fresh to me. I also loved all the music they used. Which can, can you give me just rattle off a couple of Edgar Wright? Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. 
um, at Woke's End. Um, is it anything else? Space TV. Well, yeah, Space TV show. Did a little bit of Ant-Man. He was doing this editing in Space in 99. Right, right. This is what he kind of, like, it was always his style he was cultivating. Um, So, Baby Dory, it was a huge hit. Like, who's seen it? Super film. I've seen it. I've seen Everybody? it. Yeah, everybody's seen it. Oh, we've all seen it. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah this was the sleeper hit of the year. Like, it really was. Like, critically went through the roof. People loved it. Um, public loved it. Obviously, hasn't made as much money as the Wonder Woman's or the Spider-Mans and stuff, but the, for its scale of budget, made tons of money. Um, Adrian? I was just going to say, on that note, it was really, it's refreshing to see a movie that's made for, like, what, 30, 40 million? Like, that mid-level. I can't believe that's mid-level now. But, yeah. like, that mid-level point... Um, doing so well yeah. like and it like you said being, and a completely fresh property yeah like and it being a, a, a new idea it's not a, a reboot of anything that's been done before like yeah. Been seen, well, well you know, yeah, yeah. You know story I mean. wise it's, it's very rote but it's yes. a completely new thing it's not yeah, yeah. which for it's a tempo to go up in a week where you got like Wonder Woman one week you got this another week you've mm. got Spidey the next week then you got Dunkirk next week it's a dangerous time to release a movie like this and um, particularly for a director I think it's a smart film. time because everybody's sick of it. I can see it happening. Everyone's getting tired of watching their superhero movies. But it's also, it's, the thing is, to look at the trailer for this, it looks like a Fast and the Furious knockoff. That's right. the problem. Like, just to watch a trailer, it looks like yeah. that Need for Speed film that came like, out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. It, it probably could, get, could have gotten swallowed yeah. easily. It was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for a while because they yeah. were, I was watching interviews and Jamie Foxx was like, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody needs to go see it. Yeah. Which now I think it's down to 90 Eight or ninety-seven. Right, right. For me, for me, I thought it was fine. It's the ninety-four. It it didn't (laughs) get on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, (laughs) it it didn't. It didn't. Like it was fun. It was. It was. It was. You know. It was had rhythm and movement and the all that. But it didn't. I didn't care about anyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about their love story. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about his connection with his mother and his Walkman. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't speak to me in that way. I thought the car chase at the beginning was the strongest piece of the whole film. I thought, I thought, like it looked nice. I think, like I said, a, a good film. But I, I wasn't like, like you, like for me, it wasn't like, oh my god, I have to watch that again. I could probably not watch that again and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for me, it was because I didn't. Didn't care. I thought John Hamm was great fun. Uh, I, I thought the guy was the weakest thing, and I thought the girl was the strongest. Yeah, I kind of felt the same as you. Like I really en- enjoyed it a whole bunch. Was watching it. Um, I had more problems the further I got into it. Like we were talking about it the other day. Like my and again some minor spoilers here, obviously. But yeah, I was. I didn't really like him. Like, I just found him a bit of a cocky prick, to be honest. But I love the central idea. I love him, like, doing music. I like how practical the driving was. It's really, like, they really did that stuff. And, like, that cool. crazy shot with the vans pulling out from top down. Like, they really did that stuff. And it was fucking awesome. And you can tell. Um, and there was so much great character to it, great comedy. But he just, he did put everyone's life at risk. And he didn't really seem to care. And I did not get their romance. Was, I didn't get why, like, I'm not, and you know... <laughs> We're about to get to it with Wonder Woman where people might call me a non-feminist for my feelings about stuff. I'm not going to ever judge anything either which way, but this film, her role in it was awful. Like she does nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. Hits one safety. person once for a split second and then just gets pushed over. And all she does is just wait for him when it's like, you met him once and I don't care how attractive or mysterious he might be, you're not going to run away with a dude who's got the FBI following him when you know fuck all about him and you, know, you can see the dangerous situations he's in. 
It had a bit of fairy tale quality to it, though. Like, yeah. I really felt like the John Hamm character. It was all a bit. He like, kept coming back without too much, man. It pissed was me very, off. It, it was a little bit hammy, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that? Thank you. <laughs> it was a bit. I think it was a bit. I felt it was self aware enough mm-hmm. that that stuff didn't bother me as much. I was like, yeah, that's annoying if this was just like a, a proper down the line, straight, serious film. But I felt like it was self aware enough that it was kind of aware, yeah, we're playing on these tropes. But it bothered me because what you're saying, like, I didn't care about him enough to be totally on board with his story. So I just needed something else and it would have been so easy just to have had right. her like like I was saying to Ali like to have her define him a little bit. He didn't change. Right. Like and he needed to be pushed against. Someone needed to push against him and change his character and make him evolve and he didn't and she was obviously the character to do that right. and she did none of that which kind of it did like, and I'm, not, I'm sounding really negative I really liked the film a lot. I think it was a great movie. It pissed me off just because I thought it could have been a fantastic movie. Sure, sure. Um, and yeah, like not to spoil the ending but definitely it goes on too much like the the, the sort of actiony bad guy ending stuff was just too over the top for me right right rubbed me the wrong way um but really yeah really did enjoy it a lot soundtrack's fantastic the soundtrack is fantastic i think the reason i did really really like him as a character is because i was fascinated by him mentally like right. he's just psychologically like anything he hears whether it's a song or a movie or a quote from somebody else he just repeats verbatim like his and performance really or the idea of that character the idea of that right. character yeah. who's just like walking around and is like Absorbing. essentially photogenic yeah. photographic memory but just he, yeah, he from here yeah. yeah and that was fascinating to me and he'll then that, quote the them in I don't like Anto either you don't like him no. so did you I had only ever seen him in Fault in Our Stars <laughs> And then I know his music, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't know if he's he been in much else. He does have a really else. good voice. Um, yeah, um, he has really good like reaction and listening skills. But acting wise, like when he had to, I'm not gonna ruin it. But <laughs> he had to come back to see Kevin Spacey's character for something, mm-hmm. and he just had a small little moment where he had to, you know, show like vulnerability and yeah, what it meant. And he can't nail that. Yeah, and yeah. so that moment was the moment where yeah. I was just like. Oh man, you yeah. you lost me for that character. It was like for me, it was just you know it was a great but character, yeah. and then it was like you kind of put this model in it, basically of like, alright, it's yeah. fine, but he's not giving anything extra to the character. If anything, he's taken away for what is a really interesting character. Yeah. But, but um, bad boys never change, so uh, that's why she <laughs> waits for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been going wrong. I, I was curious about John Hamm's character because. There's that moment where Jamie Foxx and him, and they're trying to guess each other. Um, but I, I wish there was like a little bit more about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it just like their thrown. backgrounds of yeah. where they what yeah, they that was were a cool scene before. in the diner. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, things like that was like when the tension was really there. Where it was like just like pegging him as yeah. Mr. Wall Street, and yeah, yeah. and Jamie Foxx was having loads of fun with this yeah. role. He yeah. was yeah. really enjoying yeah. himself, <laughs> dude. Jamie Foxx. I think all the more experienced actors really sung in this film. Like that, that all of them were having a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could Kevin tell. Spacey was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I really liked him. Yeah. For me, Kevin Spacey was Kevin Spacey in every movie he's done since yeah, like nineteen ninety nine. No, he was different in Moon. True. True. <laughs> so that's two. When he played the spaceship. Um, what was I going to say? The one thing that, like, from the beginning really shat me is, like, they can be so precise with these car, like, scenes and 
to the detail. And then in the first scene, he's walking along with four full coffees, dancing and swinging them around in the air, and there's coffee going nowhere. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, those fuckers are empty. What is this, a McDonald's ad? Like, fill them up with something. Jesus. No, shat me, and it was distracting because I didn't read all the lyrics of the songs on the walls and on the street <laughs> signs. <laughs> because I'm cup. sitting there looking at the cups, going, "They're empty. Where's They're coffee? empty. There's nothing in the. In, there's nothing in the fucking cups." There's also one bit at the end where it's like a slow mo John Hamm where he's hiding behind a car and he's reloading his gun, and I did not notice this the first time, but the second time you off. notice he no he misses. He hits the gun wrong and then looks down and fixes it and does oh, it yeah, again. I, see, yes. I saw I that. Like, I like what that. The fuck? Holy shit. I gotta watch it again now for that. I was like, if you do this all the time, then you don't miss, especially on a shot that's purposefully put in yeah. slow motion. That's a like, weird that's editing That's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of liked it because it spoke to the stress that the character yeah. was under. Okay. That's okay. what they were hoping you would Yeah, I didn't for. see yeah. it that way. Felt <laughs> for it. <laughs> we don't have time to do this again. I still think the worst thing about Baby Driver is that there are no babies in that movie. Yeah. What the f- that, I didn't like this movie because I thought it was a sequel to Baby Boss. <laughs> boss, boss Baby. Baby. <laughs> baby Boss Boss Baby. Whatever. Baby Boss, Baby Driver. Yeah. It is, really it is a, a, driver I, baby. a dumb driver title baby. for that movie. Driver like boss. it's like Baby Driver just sounds so generic yeah. for a very unique weird film. Uh, I do like how when you wrote it, it was, you know, initially, I think it was supposed to be like here, placed here, but then when they were yes. figuring out the budget, they were like, oh, we're going to have to shoot in Atlanta. He's like, all right, well, we'll just make it. So you rewrote Atlanta. the whole thing for Atlanta. Yeah. 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 So it's and genuinely. It works, it works everything's really in Georgia. Yeah. yeah, but it's great. Yeah. Because so it's not hiding anything. It's just embracing yeah. it, which is the right way to do it, particularly yeah. with that budget. Um, yeah. I would still, I highly recommend it. I just had yeah. some problems with it. Yeah. I, I Definitely would, by the soundtrack. I yeah. would recommend it if you're a. Uh, Boss Baby fan, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cool interview with Carla Thomas who went to see it and she was talking about how happy it made her that hers was the record that he holds up in the record store. Nah. And you like see her cover of it. And she was like, I was so excited they actually like made sure people knew who sings that song. That's <laughs> like, <amazing>. that's sweet. <laughs> well and what was it? We we were listening to a podcast breakdown of it and the they actually got the music for so much cheaper mm-hmm. in that movie because a, he built the movie around the songs. Like, he had those songs in mind way before yeah. he even had he the had script to, yeah. written. And then, because they used the full songs. They're so they strong. They, they did the, that normally, it would be more expensive the more of a song you're using in a film. Right. Well, something like that. Where, and it's that whole game of, like, who needs to? Since so then, go to these people and go, look, we're going to be promoting your music. It's going right. to be upfront. It's not background. Well, like it's just like, we're going to turn it into a feature. And yeah. it and everything. Like, yeah. people will know that this yeah. is you. So he said it was much, much cheaper than people right. could imagine. Um, and the last big film we had coming out in June uh, is going to be a controversial one for me because I mentioned earlier there were films that annoyed me this year and this is one of them. A little film called Wonder Woman uh, which I'm sure everybody uh, who's listening loved because this film was unanimously praised. Uh, we were in France at the time. I was, I was doing a project out there when this came out. I was actually excited to go and see it. I'm uh, not crazy excited. I'm kind of bored of comic book movies right now. It has to do a lot to really move me. I'm not a big Wonder Woman comic fan or anything. Certainly, as most people know, listen to this, not a DC um, movie fan either, but not <laughs> for one of trying, <laughs> just because Batman v Superman. I was like, all right, there's some mess. Let's a bit, some awful bits. Here. Suicide Squad, I thought, was one of the worst ones Lobster I've ever seen. Lobster Wait, did you say this is one of the worst ones you've Suicide ever seen? Suicide Squad oh, was good. one of the worst I've ever seen. I thought you said Wonder Woman was. I'm um, like, that's a bit rough. Me, <laughs> 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 And then this film, yeah, the trailers weren't really doing anything for me, but I was looking forward for it, having a different vibe to it at least. And 
Um, it's impossible to talk about this film, obviously, without separating it from the fact that it's a big, important film for women in terms of women female director, like the amount of female actors who are on display in the movie and the way, and the first female superhero movie. It's not the first female superhero movie. There have been plenty before, actually, but the first tentpole one in our new generation of superhero movies. Marvel have done 15 movies now and haven't done one with a female in the lead, which is shameful, to be honest, when they have a lot of great characters. It would be different if they didn't, but they have lots of great female characters. Um, so good on DC for doing like their third movie in or whatever. Could you imagine though if they were like our first? Oh, could you imagine like Marvel? Oh, our first superhero movie is gonna be Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson, who's not a really good actress. Well, been a you, can, thing. you can argue about Gal Gadot and Scarlett. I would say Scarlett's well, yeah. a better actress than Gal Gadot. Yeah, I don't know, man. For sure. For sure. <laughs> For I don't sure. know. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't. Really and I, I think, think Gal Gadot's great as well. If there's one thing, I'm going to say a lot yeah. of bad things about this movie in a minute. But I want other people to talk first. But there's one thing I can say. I think she's great as Wonder Woman. Like she, yeah. she embodies this character fantastically. As someone who's not a big fan, though, so I know, I know some people were like all pissed off because like, oh, it's not American enough. It's like she was, she was never American. She's an Amazonian like princess. Well, that's that's American though. It's got an <laughs> A in it, just because of that old TV show, isn't yeah. it, where it kind of mm-hmm. took her as an emblem of the United States. Like, yeah, nope. they made her like the female Captain America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, shield. Wait a second. So yeah, first of all, is everybody who's seen this movie? Ali has not seen it, but okay. everyone else has. I saw it. I saw it. Um, Justin. Let's have you first, because I know oh, me and Adrian might get into this for a bit. So. Okay. Oh, probably not. No? Maybe. We'll see. We'll Good. see. <laughs> well, we'll have at it. Depends on <laughs> if you offend me or not. We should find yeah. in Craig. I'm offended! <laughs> I'm just I want an argument. Um, what did I think about it? Yes. Meh. All right. Well, you're the, no, no. You're, you're the DC fan here. Come on. Uh, Talk to us from a DC perspective. Yeah. Uh, so, I... I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like, there was good components, but then I just felt like, you know, DC still has more to improve on. But for the Wonder Woman film, what it represents, you know, like a very strong, independent woman, it derailed from that. And then went to this girl who's just like, I love this guy now. And he's, and also, I know he was supposed to be like a sidekick dude, but he was just like, yo, I got to go save the world. You, you got to deal with this. I'm going to go. And he like laughed and stuff. And then she was just like all about this love thing for a moment. Really? And I didn't really get that from it. And, well, I mean, I don't know. It, it kind of, I mean, the beginning parts, I'm trying to like to talk about it without talking about the no, entire yeah, movie. I think everybody's seen Wonder Woman now. Plus it's, it's made enough money. It's predictable. It's not like yeah, there are it's, it's made enough money. I feel we can talk. Superhero movie. We yeah. can talk we completely spoilery about yeah, Wonder it's, Woman. It's very predictable um, from when you're watching. You're like, okay, I kind of know where this is going to go. Except for like when the guy with the mustache was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't really think it was going to be like a, the same mustache yeah, over the year. Coming. Yeah. Um, but when she... Okay, my biggest problem with it <laughs> is why does her aunt jump in the way to take a bullet? She's a god. Like, what the hell, man? Like, you know she's not going to die. So why'd you jump in the way of it? That's stupid. Anyways, um, <laughs> just clearly a plot. I love the little problems you have with movies that just fucking <laughs> irk you so much. Because it's just, I mean, you're watching a movie, you should feel like immersed in it and not have to think other things. But then logic will come through and you're like, I mean, I get it. It's a superhero movie. There should not really be too much logic going. But... When she, like, the battle f- sequences was re- done really cool, but the last scene where she's just like, I'm walking, and there's like wind blowing her hair, and it's clearly green screened. She's like saying all these things. It just totally took me out of it from 
like what it, what it was like about. She's like, I don't know what it's about anymore. I think this is just. Well, it's just about people saying this is women empowerment. Yeah. Like, it's so in your face, shoved down your throat by the end of that movie that they're like, I am woman, hear me roar. And it's to the point where you're like, you're not even identifying women anymore. Yeah. You're just identifying like this pedestal goddess because she's not an everyday woman. And that's what frustrated me is that all these women came out and it's, it is great to feel empowered and to know that you know it's like it's a very feminist movie but it's almost like it's so feminist that it's not feminist by the end of it because you were right and I felt the same way that she has all these priorities and then it gets completely derailed with this like really pathetic love story that it's not even really a love story it's like that's just your first crush because that's the first guy you've ever seen in your whole life and it is and slept with and yeah. slept with which is even more crazy i'm like what the you which have, really made me upset your priorities like, there was are, no yeah. reason that they had to sleep together yeah and everyone of course is like well they didn't show it so you don't really know and it's like they fucking slept together yeah. like they, she closes the door behind yeah. her etc and, and she didn't have didn't really any that. struggle i mean it was like oh you gotta train really hard but then after that it was like uh well what's where's like the things to really kind of overcome i mean right. i i think I don't know that. I mean, obviously, there are key elements that make this a, a feminist film in terms of, uh, like, it being a female director, female lead, lots of female cast. But I, I, I mean, at the end there, I didn't necessarily. I mean, I don't remember it word for word, but I kind of took it like any other superhero film, where it's like human beings are great and we're powerful and the world's great and. Together we can be awesome. You know, like every fucking superhero movie ever, they have that little pedestal moment where they talk about the human race and that when we band together, we can do great things. That's what I heard. Whether I was listening to the words or not by that point, I don't know. Um, I, For me, there was some key like parts which I was like, yes, this is fucking cool. And I had moments where I was like, you know what? If I was like a 12-year-old girl and I was watching this film, I feel like this would be really fucking cool to see a bunch of women beating the shit out of each other like we see dudes doing all the time and like taking down dudes with guns and like just seeing, not even like from the perspective of like, just image-wise, image seeing girls doing that stuff Definitely. is is such a, a flip to the images that we're so used to and it, and it just challenges not what women can do but just in terms of like purely imagely imagery wise what we see seeing seeing that is is enough um yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. uh story wise i was like yeah superhero movie whatever um the big bad guy at the end uh (laughs) it kind of really made me laugh a lot because of his funny suit and it was all cg and he's like wrinkly neck anyway he looked like a turtle was him in harry potter yeah i was like he's just a teacher from harry potter it's fine yeah but i mean i know that what's that actor's name again i I really like him i've seen him in a lot of stuff yeah over the years um god that's gonna annoy me anyway but it wasn't so i didn't i didn't see the harry potter guy but i I did see like every I don't know it was just weird that that whole baddie the baddie made me laugh but yeah I don't know I didn't feel too strongly about this movie I really enjoyed it it was one of the better superhero movies I've seen recently Um, and the the love story did I think detract from um, especially because I from her story yeah and Chris Pine and Gal Gadot are not hooking up right and I also but I also feel like 
Because I just, I did, and in this movie, he was not her equal at all. Like yeah. his face when they're about to have non-sex or whatever they want is like, I'm about to have sex with Wonder Woman. And you could be like, yeah, dude, you should not, like, it's only because you're the first guy that she's ever met that yeah. this is happening. When you get because... to see his little butt. It's a little cute and stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I, just... I mean, I also feel. Wait, what? Don't show me penis. <laughs> there was just a lot about it that irks me in the fact that it was like, it was trying so, so, so hard to be this specific. This is the female superhero movie. Like even to the fact that we only saw the only nakedness that we saw was of a man. And it was like, I didn't need that. I don't need to see only a naked guy for this to prove that it's empowering, empowering to women because you, you know, embarrass a man. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need there to be I, like I pushed did, in one direction. I did, I did like. So I was just gonna say. I did like that she uh, didn't use like. There was no Michael Bay moment, right? There was no moment where we, where she used her sexy feminine wiles to seduce. No, no. that'll come no, in justice. But we don't, uh, man. Which, we don't which need I, that, I know. But we but, don't need him naked either. But it's uh, sure. But it's also what you'd expect from anyone else handling this movie. Of course. Which is yeah. like I was yeah, like no, honestly thank- like you see even in those trailers for Justice League, in all of them they have her doing that very very cool. I think better shot action sequence already in Justice League of her taking out some people and she does a like little leg sweep on people yeah. upskirt every time like he makes sure you see that oh I didn't see that and you see like a little panties and stuff I don't know none but of that in Wonder oh. Woman you know like and I agree that's because of the female director it's, it's shot more tastefully there is an oh. inherent problem though I think and this is the only thing I don't really it's one of those things like it's, imp- that's what I mean. it's impossible to talk about this film without talking about the feminine feminist elements in it I'm not really interested in any of that. I'm just interested in, is it a great movie or not? I don't like anything else. Yeah. Gonna, but uh, it's very important for people. And that's why I did that post on Facebook. I was like, everyone's going crazy about this film. I know everyone's going to hate me for not really liking it. But I just want to say, like, go crazy for it. Go nuts. Because we don't have something like this before. It's important. So I want people to go nuts for this because that's great. They should be encouraged to make more female films. Female directors should get to make action films if they want to. Sadly, most female directors don't want to make action films. Uh, but it should be encouraged to say, look, you can do that. And you can be a success and do these things with it. But there's an inherent problem, I think, with Wonder Woman being the first character like that. Because as I think you're kind of saying, Katie, it's not like if roles, gender roles have been reversed and the first superhero movie centered around a dude, it's Spider-Man. And it's like, okay, here's this little kid who gets bullied at school. We can identify that. Who doesn't have much money. We can identify that. Someone in his family died. We can identify with that. He gets some superpowers. What's he going to do with them? You know, that's like, and that's why those, that character endures so well. Instead, it's a DC world where you have people like Superman. You have people like Batman, who are billionaires, and you have people like Wonder Woman, who is a goddess, who is told you are one of a kind, born from Zeus <laughs> yeah. and made of clay. There's no one else like you. Your you look phenomenal. Is a miracle. Oh, identify yeah. with this person. Right. You totally. can't. So, of course, it's the character, not necessarily the film. No, no, that's what, yeah, exactly. I'm saying from a feminist point, my yeah. only problem with it is that that's my yeah, only I'd, thing I was I'd like, is that, that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. it's it's a problem. Like you, no one can identify with one. And woman. I think that that's what upset me is that so many women came out, and there was just this, this huge surge and uprising of these people who are like, "I am Wonder Woman." It's like you're not Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. This is not this identity block for women that were like, "This is the standard to which all women can be like." This is our superhero movie. It's like no, it's not. Like yeah. men can identify with Batman because you can at some point well, be rich no, and then yeah. have a lot of toys. Yeah, but it's no, still. No, but I'm saying, but there's a possibility. No, of that. exactly. But DC just do this. It's a general divide between DC and Marvel, and there are obviously exceptions. Like Marvel has Thor, who's way more suitable for the DC universe. Right. But DC tend to make gods. 
whereas Marvel make everyday heroes. And th- that's why, but that's also why I bring it you back just, to the quote from uh, Disneyland: "Everyday heroes, <laughs> summer <laughs> heroes." Uh, yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why also why I bring it back to like, just visually, like, like, like put aside the character, but just to see a bunch of of women. No, and, I loved the and first all of scene, that stuff, especially like the Amazon was, scenes. I think great. is so good. Yeah, story wise. It's a superhero film. It's gonna be trash. I know. All right, so you know, it's right. not gonna be. It's not gonna right. fucking. I'm gonna jump on you there, Adrian, because you keep me. saying it, and you have over the last couple of years, and it's something that it's like I can't, and that's why I don't like this fucking movie. Like, it's fine. Let me just be clear. It's fine, other than the messaging, which got me really angry. So it's a film for the most part. I was watching this, and the first scene came up. I can't remember what it is, and I was like, oh, this might actually be really good. Something about the music and the first imagery, and then within about a minute, I was like, nah, this is gonna be fine. And it was all like the kid training and all that shit and the CGI was like, and like everything was just over the top and I didn't really like the costumes. It looked like goofy people running around in costumes that in 10 years time looked tacky as hell. And I wasn't, I just like, yeah, all right, this is fine. But it's just, yeah, a rote comic book movie. And that's how everything about this is written. It's like, it's just a fucking normal comic book. There's nothing, it's a fine one. It's not the worst. It's not Winter Soldier. It's not fucking Dark Knight. It's not, you know, it's not a great comic book movie either. It's just like fine. Um, and I don't like that thing of, you know, like, nah, it's a comic book movie, so it's trash and we have to be fine with that. It's like, no, we, sh- we shouldn't be fine with that. It's a bad, yeah. if something's not great, then we should say, well, this isn't great. We deserve better because there are great comic book movies out there which treat us like adults. And I get it if Wonder Woman's aiming for the 12-year-old, 14-year-old girl. Great. Then I think it probably did a great job. I can't really tell because I never was and can't be. Um, but, uh, well, <laughs> with a lot of money and a lot of surgery. But it's... It's as a film, my argument is like, it's, look, it's just not that good. Like, it's just not on paper. The jokes aren't that funny. You know, like, the jokes in the film we're about to talk about in a minute, which I know some of you don't like as much as me, find, like, they're funny when you look at them on paper. The jokes where she's like, oh, I'm the daughter of Zeus. And Chris Pine s- pauses and goes, oh, that's neat. It's not a funny line. And he does the best he can with it. Yeah. But people were like laughing all around me. I was like, really? It's not a good line. But, but she, she, she says she's from, the, she's from Zeus, man. It was just like, it was just so rote. And I was fine with that. I'm like, it's fine. It's done insane enough. My problem really with it was just the messaging. It was like, what it gets to later on got me pretty angry. Like, I don't like people dealing with World War One or two or any World War conflict like that in this way of, all right, let's go in. And we're not dealing with it like it's fun. Like, Captain America First Avengers is just, like, goofy, comic booky fun, and I don't really like that either, but it's just fun. And it's not dealing with it in a serious manner. It's, ju- it's this weird in-between place where it was trying to be somber, but then it was fucking with World War One and this horrible battle that happened. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, Wonder Woman just gets up and sorts it out. And that ribbed me the wrong way, and I was like, all right, but maybe they have a message they're trying to do. And then they keep playing this message of she's chasing God of Ares, you know? And she's like, well, if I kill this one man, all war will stop. And I like this idea, and then it gets to this point where she kills him and it doesn't stop, and she turns around and she looks, and I was like, this is fucking great. Oh, suddenly I love this movie because it has a really complicated message of war doesn't come from one person. Like, you can't solve these things. There isn't a Disney kind of, you know, effect that'll happen and everything suddenly, the grass is growing again and everyone's (laughs) hugging, you know? And then, no, it was a fucking rube. And what's worse is they don't even know what it they're trying to word. say. A rube. Because then fucking Ares is there and he's yeah. like, oh, but it's not really me. It's, it's people. So they're trying to play it both ways. And then there's this horrible, dumb CGI, stupid comic book battle yeah. with him wearing a tinfoil hat or some stupid yeah, shit, which looks like a Dragon Ball reject. And then it ends. And 
literally the Nazis are hugging each other. The split with yeah. the English, with the English and the Americans, everyone's just like hugging after. Also, there was just like a etch a sketch for the World War One, and it was so fucking just distasteful. And it was, uh, but then they were still po-faced enough to be pretending. No, we have a message that is more complicated. Now I was like, no, you don't even know what you're saying. You're contradicting everything you've been saying from scene to scene, and it really fucked me off. It, it was like, if you just want to be a fine, enjoyable comic book action movie, do that. Don't fucking mess with these kind of messages, and don't like that. To me, is is dangerous for kids. It's like you shouldn't be like creating that complicated idea and then just pissing all over it and going, no, like it's just one person. You take them out, everything's fine. Yeah, it's like no, it's we it's we should yeah, be breeding more complicated. Thankfully, I don't think I'd say majority of the audience doesn't think about it half as much as you have. No, but it's osmosis. It's like the majority of the voters didn't think about Trump, but by osmosis, <laughs> they just took in. Oh, all right, he's one of us. You know, it's like it's it's just a thing of. I get it. You shouldn't talk about things in that way, and particularly not flirt with. Well, not even flirt. Very objectively tackle it and then mm. completely back away from it and then at the end go won't we brave which is yeah. what that was doing well, and especially and I was like, when like you, you were saying that they are targeting younger girls like they're targeting that as a platform for you know standing up for yourself and being a strong woman and being independent and to then send that message which a young kid won't think about it in this way of like that's not how war is won that's not how easy it is. Like my great grandfather or my grandfather died for a reason, et cetera. Like there's a lot of tragedy that goes into that story that is just kind of whitewashed by the end of that. And but even just emotional conflict. It's like they try and get away with it at the end. Yeah. I was like, no, you're just pissing all over everything you're trying to say and then acting noble. And that really fucked me off. And it just showed me they didn't care. Like, they hadn't but even thought about it. There'd been no discussion about what are we actually trying to say with this movie. But, uh, but they were trying to act like a message movie. And that's what upset me. It's like, well, then don't act like a message movie. Well, that's how I feel about, going back to what you were saying about how you don't like how I say, like, comic book movies. Yeah. You've literally just described a bunch of fucking comic mo- I've movies. I've never seen one. Where they try and tell me about who I am as a person through trash and, like, going backwards and forwards and flip-flopping on their moral stances and... It's I I experience that very often in in these films, and that's why I, I that's why I I don't feel passionately about no, it because I'm so used to this kind of this kind of like thing. No, but they can be trash. Like Look, for starters, they shouldn't be trash. So if you don't like it, I agree. ask for better because The Dark Knight is a great movie. You know, like there are sure. great comic book movies out there. Spider-Man um, too. But but also <laughs> also they can be trash and trite. But I've never seen a comic book movie be this austere and so just backstabbing itself. Like I've never seen, like normally they're trash and trite. I get you, like a lot of them are. A lot of them are like, here's our message. It's goofy and dumb. We've been doing it in a stupid way. It's kind of condescending, whatever, like, you know, however you want to take it. But they know what their message is, you know? It is this thing that Spidey learned, this thing that Captain America learned, whatever. Here's our message kind of thing. I've never seen it be this stupid. Like this is just like, it doesn't work. This is a complete mess. And it's every now and then a movie like this comes along and some are like, Someone like Craig Gaban, who, thanks for listening, PR buddy, um, who got really like, he was just like, wow, you didn't like this movie? How could you not? And just like praising it. I want to sit down with those people, watch this movie scene by scene and discuss it with them. Like literally scene mm-hmm. by scene. Because it doesn't work on a fundamental level. And at least as other movies might be trash, but they just have a clear, simple through line of what they're trying to say. Whereas this, I don't know any of them, any of the many writers in this film had any idea what they're trying to say. So y- 
I mean, apart from the hugging each other, that was dumb. <laughs> the setting of the war, like stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of gods fighting above the heads of men and then us being their pawns. That all was, to me, to an extent, I mean, other than it being a, a war that's recent, I mean, we've done that forever where yeah, we set fine. the battles of the gods above yeah. our heads and we reflect what the gods' behavior is, right? Yeah. So all that was on, on par. But I, I get what you're saying in terms of like the Disney moment at the end. I was like, oh yeah, here we go. But it wasn't just that everything's fine. It's literally the way... And I can't remember, it's like you. I can't remember verbatim anymore, like the sentences I said, which is why I would love to go back through it and really pick right. it apart. But as it was happening, I was just in aghast with like right. you're saying these sentences as if that last scene didn't just happen and everything you're doing isn't contradicting and like just right, being hypocritical right. by all of your messaging. And then what's worse is at the end, they try and act noble about it. It's right. like, this is bullshit. Like, this is complete bullshit. And that just pisses me off more than anything. I, w- I wanted to go back to the Chris Pine thing because I wonder if that was tied in for a possible child for a movie to come. Yeah, for sure. Of course yeah. it was. Yeah, so that's, that's why I was like, okay, well, how are they going to do that without well, then maybe having Maybe have them have some scene. chemistry. You'll have Chris Pine then, playing the son. Then get, <laughs> get some... Yeah, just have two different actors who aren't the biggest, like, who isn't, like, have, have another guy who's not the biggest, you know, bankable star in Hollywood at the moment. Well, I mean, obviously, you couldn't have The Rock do this part, so you had to go with Chris Pine. <laughs> oh, now that visual's in my head. <laughs> just The Rock's just butt the rock. he gets out like, of Oh, are you a god, too? Uh, hey, maybe. <laughs> he just comes, like, crashes into the ocean yeah. at the very beginning. <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. Whoa, this is crazy. You guys are all super hot. <laughs> oh, yeah, also, my, just, my last thing about well, it. We could have his character from Moana do it. Is it Moana? How do you Moana. say that? Moana. 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 Okay. In Australia, I we say Moana. It. Sorry. That's all right. Like Goanna. You should be sorry. It's all, right. all of Australia. Yeah, yeah my last foible is simply just, yeah, we can talk about this, Justin, but like DC's trying to replicate marvel all the time and I trying to hew everything yeah. in yeah dc's and not doing a good job because no. it's they everyone's trying to really like copy something rather than like take what the elements of the hero is so like you know you got batman who's about like justice superman who's about like alienation you have the green lantern who's about like willpower mm-hmm. you have the flash who's trying to escape something um not really but that's kind of where you should very go quickly um <laughs> Uh, Wonder Woman, who's about truth and like honesty. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're missing what the core of each superhero is, and I think that's what they probably should actually focus on. Because when I got to the end of Wonder Woman, I was like, "Wait, what is the what's she fighting for?" Yeah, I'm like, "You're fighting for love, but mm-hmm. are you?" Because World War One, which we all know is the war to end all war, uh, war to end all wars, and she was trying to kill Ares to end all war. So I'm like, oh, is that why they chose World War One? Because it's like goes with killing Ares, and I don't know. It lost me when she, I, I thought something like when that moment happened. You're like, oh crap! She thought it was that easy. Like, where are they gonna go? And then they're like, oh, we'll actually, have Ares now, and mm-hmm. that was yeah, stupid. Fun and, and then Chris Pine, like, I don't understand why he had to be so. It was just like. They put him there, and, and when he... I, I don't want to ruin it. I mean, I'm just going to say it. When he dies, she's just like, no! And then gets more power and stuff. I'm like, why, why does it have to be Chris Pine's death? Why can't it just be like, oh, shit, the world around me is literally crumbling and going to shit. Right. Like, right. I need to pull my shit together. Right. Um, get all my shit, 
put it in a bag, and get it together, and fucking save the day. <laughs> and just throw my poop. And just, <laughs> just pull my shit I'm together. A bag and of poop. Get it done. And it was just, it went back to this love story with like, oh, this first man that I met, true love. And I'm like, is it love that gets us through things? I don't, I right. don't know. Yeah, because the whole idea at the beginning was like, I don't need a man. Exactly. And, and then it, at the end, it was like, like, oh, a man is the thing and that catapulted me into this action. Picture. That's her journey. That's catalyst. what she learned. She does need a man. I know. <laughs> and the implication, if you want, it's, I'm not doing it, but if you want to, it's all there. They've lived yeah. on an island where she makes it quite clear they have lesbian sex, but yeah. what she really needed, as Kevin it's, Smith it's, say, is some dick. <laughs> It's it's really ridiculous. That's, it's all there in that movie if you want. I'm not gonna go there because then people get really even, pissed even off. Even the picture, like she looks at it and I was like, oh, is this like all the people you've lost and like family? Is this about like a family you made because clearly you're you're an outsider, like you came from an island of strong women and you're here with a bunch of misfits because you had an Indian or a Pakistan. I don't. What was that? Don't even about? start to yeah. talk about these guys. All, but then these they guys make no yeah. sense. But then the island felt like Game of Thrones, but just not as good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it just really felt like, oh, I'm liking a B budget version again. Whatever. Just, I yeah. want that that battle in Game of Thrones with all the Amazon women. Yeah, yeah. but I want amazing. Game of Thrones to direct. I don't know even a big Game of Thrones fan, yeah. but they would I shoot that, that much. First scene was awesome. But I think yeah. uh, as deep like when they when they both like when the bullet goes and they both just go with three different arrows. Look at the. Like, if you have time to do that, you have time to fucking stop that bullet. Like, yeah. and Chris Pine flicking as well is like, yeah, how Chris is he Pine should not have been yeah. seeing a bullet. It was, yeah, no. it was really. She so hadn't learned about her wristy bangles <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah, she didn't well, have a banglets yet. It's yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. I think Did, though, DC should honestly just stop with trying to make action movies that make money and really approach it in you know like how it, when you make independent films, you're like, what is this about? Like, why why should I tell this story? Because if I don't have a reason to tell the story, I should just not make it or fund it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Because Zack Snyder is in charge. Well, I'm, Josh Whedon's uh, now stepped in. doesn't need to help out. Yeah, but um, I mean... So there is hope for that sort of stuff. You've got Disney... Well, Disney's got, like, their whole think tank and everyone, and, you know, you've got endless amounts of resources. My little weird problem with Wonder Woman is simply, is there really no better way to tell that story than those fucking bookends, which is her sitting down at a computer, the most boring device <laughs> in the world, to get an email from Bruce Wayne. They couldn't even afford to bring Ben Affleck in for a scene like Marvel yeah. would have done. For him to then go, if you've seen Batman v Superman, he gives like she gets this photo, and the whole contrivance in that film, she's trying to get a photo back. It's awful. And yeah. in this one, it's like, oh, by the way, here's that photo again. You know the film okay. photo we saw in the other film? We couldn't even bother to do a new one. Here's the same photo again that you've already seen. Yeah. And for the, for him to then go, one day I'd like you to tell me the story. Doesn't even then cut to them at lunch with her going, all right, I'll tell you my story. Yeah. She then just imagines it in her head for the rest of the <laughs> movie, and it finishes with her in the fucking email again. I was like, this is the dumbest bookend yeah. I've ever seen. It, it, it would have been, I mean, for that, they could have just had her like, finishing up typing the story have a talking to yeah. bruce wayne yeah. it's like jesus christ but they were so scared to use up one of the contractual Ooh, obligations which could have then tied into that scene in was it batman begins where he's at the table and he sees alfred at the other table oh, at the, the end cafe. of donna rises yeah. yeah he's talking to catwoman it's like wasn't that could be a funny story why didn't even and it's christian bale sitting there it's like what <laughs> oh my gosh that's how they get christian bale back <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's not gonna happen. We should so move on. All, yeah. <laughs> we but should just move on. Better way to do it. Yeah. Um. Fucking hell. All right. It's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> We're nearly there. We've got like one more month. Uh, video games list came out. Let's not talk about it too much. Uh, Tekken Seven came out. Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind came out. 
Um, Wipeout Amiga Collection came out on the PS4. Looks like another old Wipeout game. Oh, I love Wipeout. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, you can, PS4. You can, you can play it again on the PS4. <laughs> Dirt 4 came out on the PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, Dead by Daylight, I was talking about this earlier. It's the other game that's basically, it came out before Friday 13th on PC, mm-hmm. but it's essentially exactly the same, mm-hmm. only with not licensing. Arguably less janky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I played a bit of it, and it reminded me of just how, how much you need Jason in these things, because... Yeah. It's arguably a better game, but it's you know doesn't have Jason. This Someone, is my so fun. Someone's gonna mod it. There's no key. for sure. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy also came out on PS4 because they're really mining those old old games. Yeah, it's it's nicely refined. It uh, looks really pretty. Play yeah. a little bit of it. It's yeah, it's awesome. It's if you loved Crash back in the day, then you should buy this. Yeah, Do you think they're crisp. only resurfacing because of it being Licensed. an Uncharted? No, I think uh, well, Crash is one they've wanted for a long time. But Wipeout and Crash and stuff like they're just it's they're constantly just mining the old games right now. Yeah. Like it just is happening a lot. I love Crash. They're trying oh, to fill in those pizza, gaps. Pizza Hut commercial, Pizza Hut commercials where he's like, "So long, coppers." <laughs> no, it's really funny. Uh, useless well, information stored in my head from the nineties. That makes sense. You would have different adverts in the nineties yeah. than we the would. Bit. <laughs> it was uh, he, so it was like during stuffed crust pizza time or whatever. And it's you know, like, pizza Whoa, time. you could eat the pizza backwards. And then the cops were like, chasing oh my God, I it's like so this. different. He was like on a little go kart thing. Because it should be illegal. Yeah. Eating pizza. Like, so long, now we have like yeah. the crust is pizza, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bandicoot is an Australian animal, just so you know. So it's an Australian. Does he game. crash into things a lot? No. Does he collect is, coins? Uh, lies. Fed lies. That's what I No. Mean. It's. Crash Bandicoot is the uh, mascot of Australia. (laughs) (laughs) He's a different animal. (laughs) Um, And then we had your arms on Switch, which you know Justin was talking about earlier. Yeah, it's turned out to be a big hit. Sold like 1.4 million copies in its first month. Very pretty. Yeah, it's fun. It's just got some mechanics that I don't like about it. It was, yeah, I was saying to you, uh, for me, it feels like virtual on, but not quite as complicated. Yeah. But it's got that strange fighting style. I like and that curving. Yeah, I really liked it. Like, I really, uh, but again, I played it for two hours and really liked it. Haven't been back. But you did. I That's what you liked. Well, you did the whole, like, what was it? Tournament. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, yeah, it was really easy to tournament. And then I tried to get online and it didn't work for us. I messed people up, man. I was really waiting. I was literally just sitting there watching you play it. I was waiting for you to get online and get your ass handed to yeah. you when you got online. Because oh, you were sure. like, this is so easy. And I was like, you're going to get your ass. Because the actual game is the cool game. <laughs> really you're going to play online and you're like, I hate this game. It's yeah. not fun. You're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it is quite possible. That's most fighting games. Like, this is fun until you play online. Yeah. <laughs> All right. July. This is our last month we're going to cover. The month that's just ended. Well, oh, yeah. today is the last day. Yep. Uh, the Emoji Movie came out this month. Woo! Oh, it's out. Yeah, it's out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just You've been waiting? I've just seen this stupid fucking billboard billboard saying "Welcome to High Five or Meet High Five right. or and meet meet Sir Patrick Stewart hasn't meet done, hasn't this done person meet that person as well as they wanted it to." Yeah, I mean, thank God. Thank God. It's done decent money, but not what you'd expect for a movie like that. Thumbs (laughs) up. Yeah, give him a thumbs up emoji. (laughs) I was worried about the human race. I must admit. (laughs) Um, We also had Atomic Blonde come out. Got very middling reviews. A lot of people saying, yeah. A lot of people saying, best action film. I was going to try to see it before this podcast, actually, to be honest. Didn't work out for you. No, I didn't. I want to see it. Apparently, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I'm very mixed It's got James yeah, McAvoy. It's pretty slick. Yeah. James McAvoy. You've I don't seen think it, Ali? No, but I like the inspiration. 
No. Our assistant on I, I would lift up my microphone and give it to you, but I was scolded for doing that. So <laughs> I don't think it's going to change lives, but I think it's going to be right. Anyway, yeah, I think it'll be a fun I haven't watched it yet, actually, so we can't talk about it. Um, Girl's Trip came out. I tidy fruited. Why do you look down at this end of the table when you said that? <laughs> you girls, you're on a trip. Like, we have we? to go see that shit? Uh, I have no idea about it, so I was literally just looking around to see All if right. anyone knew what it was. Um, the Big Sick came out. Yes, I've seen it. Yep. Oh, uh, what did you think? Uh, no one else has seen it? I no. have. Okay. Um, what, did I, what did I think? I thought it was fine. Uh, that's how I feel about all <laughs> movies. Um, my initial experience is that it was fine. Um, uh, what did I think about it? I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good story. I thought, I, thought, um, I thought neither the actors were strong enough to carry it, but I also understood that it was his story, so yeah. I get why it's important that he did that role. Uh, and I, it was nice to see him do that as well. I thought the chemistry between them was far too weak for it to carry the love story and to, yeah. to carry it. I thought Ray Romano is fucking great, and I remembered yeah. why I love him so much <laughs> uh, and why his wife, uh, what's her name? Holly. Yeah. She's, she's great in it too. I really yeah. like them. They um, were wonderful as a couple, and I like their my, – I think my favorite scene is the three of them eating in the cafeteria. Yes. It's yeah, amazing. yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a little indie – like comedy, great. Go see it. Check it out, yeah. and you you won't be disappointed if you spend Judd money Apatow on it. Judd Apatow produced, so it's like this yeah. is a big budget movie. Is it? Yeah, it's Judd Apatow. Well, it feels like an indie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it? Like it feels like a Garden State or something. Oh, right. okay. Uh, sort of, but yeah, it was it was alright. Had its funny moments. Didn't make me crack up, dying with laughter. But it was it was sweet. Did I you die know. of laughter, Allison? I think the most I laughed was in that scene when they're in the cafeteria, which they mm. sh- they've shown that clip in promotional videos, yeah, which is kind of a bummer. It's, it's like one of those because it's mm-hmm. like it's so much funnier the first time you see it that it mm. should be when you see the movie. I haven't seen it, so I also wonder if people would have gone to see it if they had not, because I didn't. There's not many jokes in there that I'm like, I'm gonna be right. quoting so many of you know these different scenes for a long time right. like that's probably the funniest joke is and they were showing it in promotional videos mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. to get people to go see it um Was i'm it? a f- fan of his just from silicon valley yeah i've watched some of his comedy i'm not it's good it's this is definitely the straightest character i've seen him play like in terms yeah. of down the line yeah, yeah yeah definitely but his comedy oh a lot of it is just all the kind of the same and kind of goofy and silly. Right. Some of it's good and clever, and other times I'm like, I feel like you're a little boy mm. who's just writing comedy for the first time. I We're feel like uh, this film it could have done if it had the acting chops to carry the more dramatic scenes, and their chemistry was stronger. I think it could have been a far more powerful and yeah. moving film um, because the content was there. But it just didn't have the legs to carry it. I don't think. Yeah. I think her parents were definitely the strongest. Yeah, yeah. Which is better, Baby Driver or this? Baby Driver. Yeah, but Baby B-A-B-Y. Driver. Easy. B-A-B-Y, baby. Baby. Your name Com- baby. Really completely yeah. different films. But I think <laughs> you'll find Ali has seen both of them, so they're pretty similar. Okay. Al has this quote that he says, and he says, I know what you like, and you like trash. <laughs> Great. That was you've 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 grown over the year and a bit that we've been Thank working together. Thank you so much. That's not patronizing. That's what great. a kind. We've all grown. Man. I've grown a little bit as well. Kind. All right. All of your hair has grown. That's for sure. It's true. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm the only one in here who has not grown her hair out, <laughs> his or her hair out. 
<laughs> There's just <laughs> a, a wave of smiles <laughs> around the room. Uh, Valerian in the city of a thousand planets. Luke Besson's new movie came out and has fucking sunk. Um, oh, horrible what? reviews. Horrible. Why? Box office. Aiden, you're saying you want to see this movie. I really want to see it. I don't care. I want to see it. Have you seen a trailer? Who could? How yes. would that happen? <laughs> and I, I was like, I was like. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw the reviews. No, but I, I was, I yeah, it looks like everything I want it to be, and it's probably going to be like a jumbled mess Avatar of like space. pictures and cool shit. This this kind of looks like a superhero type movie, type though. of trash, type of trash movie. Yeah, yeah, but one I want to see because <laughs> it won't try and give me a message about how to be oh, a human. I guarantee you, Valerian has a message. Does it? Oh, I guarantee it. Um. Yeah, I just... Did anyone see it, though? No. no. Right. So we can't talk about it. I want to watch this movie. We can, if you... I mean, Does anybody else want to see it? No. no. Luke Besson's one of those people... I'd say he's the, he's the biggest um, version of this for me, but I have people who I used to love so much in the 90s, like Tim Burton. Yeah, he's a really good example of this, actually. Because I'm talking from a nostalgia like, of a 14-year-old right now. You fucking fell off your horse a long time ago. Like, right. Leon, the professional, I still think it's one of the greatest movies oh. ever made. Um, but Jesus Christ, like Lucy, <laughs> the extraordinary adventures of Adele Blancson. Like hey, it's pretty movies. down the middle. Thank you. It hasn't like trashed itself. It's like 51% on Metacritic, 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 6.8 on IMDb. Good. Yeah, because good. everyone stopped going after a certain while. They're like, whoa. And good critics stupid. do not yeah. like this movie. <laughs> like Any but, tip critic worth the salt is just like, this is trash. But, I mean, I don't know. I can't watch it. I l- like, there's spacesuits. That's like the first thing I say. I go, Why? I don't watch it because it's got eyebrow girl in it who I hate. Clara, Clara Delevingne. Oh, I hate her so much. Clara Delevingne. Yeah, but don't you think it's cool that he like crowdfunded this whole thing himself? No, not really. He's a man who has so much money. He's a producer of hundreds of movies that have made so much money, and instead he decided to take people's money to make his own. But that's because no studio would make it. Yeah, because he has he can make his own movies. It's one of those things like it does piss me off where it's like if you don't believe enough in your film to put your own money in it, then you shouldn't be making it. You shouldn't be using other people's money to make something that you well, wouldn't put your well, own. No, I think well, he's put a chunk. This of his isn't money a movie for me. This is a movie for the people, and the people have spoken by giving me all their money. Yeah, well, fair enough. If people want to yeah. be, I, I feel I do. Yeah, on the flip side of that, to be fair, I feel with everything where people get emotional about with Kickstarter, it's like if people want to put money in something, then that's up to them. Yeah, if would they, you? you it's know, like some like, like uh, what's his name, uh, Kane. He was gonna. Make uh, another Jason movie. He's like, hey, but we need people's m- money. Would yeah, no, no, a couple. Well, Kane has no very little money. He does not have Luke Besson <laughs> <laughs> money. Yeah. I guarantee Kane. We're talking about Kane Hodder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good old Kane. I want to go by his first name. That was a long time to talk about a film none of us have seen. <laughs> All right, great. Sorry, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, Wish Upon also came out, which is the horror film that's basically Wishmaster meets Final Destination. It's meant to be horrific. Um, uh, not in a good way. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, and then we have four movies. So. Really, the reason I wanted to do the podcast this way was because we had a succession of weeks where week after week after week a big film would come out. And at least for me, they kept getting arguably better and better. Um, and it really kind of blew me away. Um, and I've never had that before. Wait, you're, you're, not, you're talking about none of the films we've spoken about up to this One point? One of them so far, Baby, Baby Driver. Okay, for Baby me, it was the biggest. Okay, so Valerian. <laughs> I saw these. I saw, didn't see these necessarily in the right order, though, but whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, we had Baby Driver, which was, came out one week and was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then we had these films, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit out of order. Okay. Um, so one of the other films that came out in July was War for the Planet of the Apes. Planet. Have you seen this movie? Nope. Apes. 
Not me. No. I really want to. I, I really want Really, it, just so me and Katie. If you guys are going to talk about it, I'm going to walk Monkeys. away. <laughs> I we guess, give it eight pound of oh, I, I did want to. <laughs> I did want to watch it, but I don't because the main reason is why I just want to know why everyone's monkeying around. <laughs> They're all going bananas. Yeah. Skip forward five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be doing this. Well, so we haven't heard from you in a while. Did you like Wolf and Planet of the Apes? Yes, I loved it. Do you like Rise? Do you like the other yes. two? Dawn. Yes, I love the original the best. It's still my favorite. Um, but. This one was fantastic. It was a masterpiece in just what it is. Um, I know that we discussed it several times after we got out of the movie that there were, there's like solid 15, 20 minute spans of time that it's all CGI, but you don't feel that like you don't, it's not, it's just this complete other world building ability that it's just mind blowing. It really, really was. I just, there was just so much, and I've only, just now started to understand what post work looks like and how long that takes. And all I could think of was like how much work and how much passion went into this movie in order to make it as beautiful and stunning as it was. And I thought it had a great message. Um, I had a couple of problems with the end, but all in all, I, I really didn't have any bad things to say about it. I thought it was great. Yeah, this is, this is a seriously good film. I a seriously good film. This is a shining example, like The Dark Knight, and we can talk about of how to do a blockbuster with indie sensibilities and fucking nail it. And I was worried about this one because I really enjoyed the, the first two um, a lot. But the first one I thought was more of an entertaining film. Second film, I really liked the style it was going in, but it was very yeah, exploity. This one, yeah, from the trailers, it looked like it's called Wolf to Planet of the Apes. The trailers were all war. It's like, I don't really, I'm so bored of seeing dirgy colors and just like CGI characters fighting each other. For starters, and it's not by the by for a movie like this, these are the greatest effects you've ever seen in your entire life. Like they are unbelievably good. They're just Definitely see it on the big screen. Yeah, it's imp- it's to the you point where you're like, it. It, there's no possible way that this is created in a computer. You can't fathom it. You're looking at it like you def- you can poke oh, the <laughs> like the last two. They look fantastic, but people still argue, oh, it wasn't that good. There's no arguing on this one. It's phenomenal because they get way up close and personal like there's no you know oh the wide shots look great but when you get up close it looks they look better wide it's insane absolutely insane takes your breath away but as a movie itself what's so great about this movie is it's not what's advertised it is like people were conned into their seats and some people will probably be disappointed the people sitting next to me in the cinema the kids that were sitting next to me yeah you they were upset. Like, oh, and they're upset and people came with that was shit yeah we walked out there were like all these teenagers were like that was a piece of shit yeah. which like, let you know this is upset. a good film uh, it's really somber it's really serious very sad but it's like a road movie basically. yeah and it's basically a western yeah it is a western with monkeys for at least i don't want to spoil too much for this one because it's still yeah. fresh enough right but for and you guys haven't seen it, but for a good portion, it's like a western sort of road movie. And yeah, I have some problems with the end. There's a very obvious way that I think it should have ended to a point where I feel like surely the director wanted it to end that way. Mm-hmm. And the ending for me poetically doesn't thematically work as well. Um, but oh my god, like it's serious. It's a seriously good movie. Really, um, really good. And every week, also, I mean, I watched Baby Driver. Loved it. Had some problems with it. What Spider-Man Homecoming. Spoilers, because we'll talk about that. Second, really loved it. Then this came out the week after. And I was like, like I couldn't believe every week I was loving movies more and more. Yeah. Um, but this is the yeah the best block blockbuster like entertaining film that I've seen in a long time. But I would argue because it's not that like it is entertaining. There is some humor in there. I'd argue a little bit too much in some places. Yeah. But 
it's a it's a miserable film, like a really miserable can film. Can I can I check? Do you have to watch the first two? No, but I would mm. say you definitely will this? care a lot more. You should. You'll care a lot that. more about what is happening yeah, in this. Because it's one. it's all about the other two are about the other characters and then Caesar's in them. You know the main monkey basically. Sure. Uh, this one's all about him. Like it's Do all I, about him. What about the old school one? Hey, the original. Mark Wahlberg. Huh? Or which one? The Tim Burton one. Yeah, like yeah, wasn't there like some. Planet of the Ape movie from like years and years ago, or was it just? Well, there's the originals from the 60s and 70s. No, no, there's the original movies from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, those ones from them. Yeah, Yeah, there's the really old ones, the Charlton Heston. Um, The original ones really, really great. Still, so good. Some of the others are still great. I should watch those still. You don't need to for this. I wouldn't. I would watch this, and if you like this, go back. Okay. Don't Uh, skip the Tim Burton one for sure. I only understood some parts of this because of the Charlton Heston one. Though you don't need. I mean, yeah, okay, all right. If you want an idle world and you have the time. Watch Planet of the Apes 1, the original, um, and then skip everything else and then go for this new trilogy. Okay. That would be the ideal way That's to do valid. it. And then you'll get the most from it because, yeah, for sure, there's stuff in that one where you know these ones will be gradually working towards then it. Then he won't know who Maurice is. Yeah. No, no, if he watches it like if that. If he skips the first, or if he watches the first one and then comes straight to this one? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Trilogy. So then watch the new trilogy. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. No, you have to, whatever you do, you have to watch this as a right. trilogy, yeah. I would say. Because I'll do that then. Caesar's journey really is this impactful if you've been with him. On it all, and okay. you see where he's come from. But honestly, it's re- it's worth your time. Even okay. if you watch the first thing, you're like, I don't know, because the first one was a different director from two and three, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things. It's like it's like the director of Wolverine, um, the second Wolverine film, was the same director as did Logan. Between two and three of Apes is almost that big a jump in terms of the director really nailing it. You know, it's I haven't seen any of those X Men films you just okay. referenced. Well, the second Wolverine Thank film you. is a trashy X Men film. Sure. The and Logan's Logan like a, a serious piece. great yep. movie. This is better than Logan. Okay. Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's better than Logan. But is it because of the guerrilla filmmaking in it? Also, <laughs> the last couple of movies here came out. Uh, we just talked about it briefly, so let's touch on it again. Spider-Man colon Homecoming. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so this is long gestating. Uh, the third iteration of Spider that we've had in the last 15 years um, but back to the MCU for the first time complicated legal stuff which we don't really want to get into and we've covered it before but Sony still own it still have Final Cut still have all the power but Marvel uh, get mm. to do three movies with Spidey in the Marvel Universe and then three movies that are like solo Spidey movies basically so they've already used that one card with Civil War he's definitely in Infinity War they get one more that he can um, be in that stuff and then there's got to be two more that are part of this trilogy which they've already announced are going to be like year yearly they're going to be john hughes style homecoming senior year prom or whatever they're going to do um and yeah they've already announced like the year the dates when stuff coming out there's a whole lot of tom holland coming so people they're lucky it worked out for them because they next year we have him in infinity war the year afterwards we have him in the next avengers 4 as well as the sequel to this spider-man and then 2021 we have him in another one. So there's a lot of spidey coming our way kind of like star wars every year <laughs> Um, We're all just going to get wrapped up in the web of Spider-Man. <laughs> how many people have seen Spidey? Yeah, I've seen it. Everybody. Uh, everybody. everybody. Ali, haven't heard from you for a while. Um, have you watched any of the other Spider-Man films? The original Tobey Maguire ones? Have you watched the Andrew Garfield ones? Yes. Justin, don't give it to Mike. All of the above. <laughs> uh, for starters, who's your favorite uh, Peter Parker? Tobey Maguire. My brother. Tom brother, Holland. Tom Holland. Oh. Part My of brother. the Allison Holland family. Allison Holland, Tom Holland. 
American, British, again, we're twins, grew up separately. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, like us. It's complicated. We both took gymnastics. Yeah, like we're, yeah exactly. <laughs> you can do bad flips off your bed, too. I certainly can. She taught him. Um, how do you like this movie? I loved it. I liked it a lot. It was witty and charming, and I thought they all pulled off high school very well. Um, I think Zendaya's character is great. Yeah, I do. People keep mentioning all these people like in Dunkirk, someone from One Direction, someone in this. Like, I don't know who <laughs> these fucking famous pop singers are who are turning up in films. But I no, I don't know. But that's her, I don't know good. who she is. I don't. I'm not familiar familiar with any of her stuff. I just know her name actually from their lip sync battle. Oh, but okay. <laughs> I thought she was her character was great and she was a great actress and, in it. We go. We just. What, yeah, we just. The lip sync. The lip sync battle is pretty funny. No one has seen it. It's really. It good. is testament, yeah, to these to these singers though that I'm not even noticing them in the films. I'm not going like, and that person looks like a model or like a weird. Like, you know, if they don't stand bad. out, then yeah. they're doing a great job. Because yeah. in her movies, people are just like, let's make them look like normal people. <laughs> Mr. Hera. <laughs> um, Justin. Hey. Oh man. Um. <laughs> what's what's the questions? Homecoming. Oh. How, did, how did you like or not like it? Yeah, it was fun. DC boy. It was very, you know, the Marvel style. Things are all good here. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it, it was it was fun. It was it was light. Um, my favorite uh, Spider-Man's Tobey Maguire still. Really? Yeah, because I don't know the transformation from being the nerdy like st- no one notices him to being Spider-Man and everyone loves you like that transition like Spider-Man one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that, uh, just his character growing. Um, and I don't know. I mean, this is only the first Tom Holland one, but it, it's it on Civil War it, as well. So. Yeah, but it just didn't feel. It just was fun. There was. I mean, it's a different style. So, but it was. It was good. It's just like that moment where. I mean, we all saw it where he's like pinned down. He's like, "Someone help me! Oh no, I really screwed. I screwed the pooch here." And then he goes, "Oh." Looks in the mirror, looks in the water, and goes, "I gotta get my shit together." <laughs> Boom! I'm gonna <laughs> kick his ass now. But and uh, Chris Pine didn't have to die for that to yeah, happen. Yeah, exactly. amazing. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really liked. Oh man, M- Michael Keaton, right? Yep. Yeah, I liked that. Like his vil- the villain in that world, it was believable because, you know, times get hard, and I mean, he really went on that desperate. Mm. No. I mean, you didn't just no, say no, no, that. No, no, in the sense of like, I mean, it's freaking space alien stuff. So like, yeah, of course that's absurd. But the sen- the mentality of like, uh, I need to actually, d- I'm gonna go this route to like for family or whatever. I mean, it's Adrian's a superhero movie, right man. You, we're talking about <laughs> his mouth is on. I'm a gay. I'm I'm saying in the sense of like I'm a superhero <laughs> villain, dumbfounded. <laughs> Yeah, for what's all, you're going to tell me like the other villains, they're like, oh yeah, that, that villain works better. This one was like a villain who at least was a little more grounded than Working just... Working class, I, yeah. He's a blue yeah. color. Relatable. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going for. Not yeah. like, hey man, he's like super he crazy. I'm not talking about... Loaded, like, lives in a mansion. I don't think that hard Justin on times, understands sarcasm no. Desperately right needs... Yeah. But but desperately, needs desperately needs to kill a 14-year-old by stomping on his head continually for like 45 minutes in the film. I'm talking and about the no amount of any humanity in him 
can pull him back that's from exactly doing that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's because, exactly no, what I it's because super he needs, like. He needs to finish paying off the house. I get it. That's Makes exactly, sense. That's exactly what I'm talking about when I said the leeway into it. I fucking hated it. Yeah, I like the leeway it into it. It killed me. <laughs> I don't care about the ending part because, like, you just he gets lost in sauce and then everything's just like, yeah, I know how to fly uh, this crazy jet thing because that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden he's like a tech genius. Yeah, he's like flying he's, he's this old guy. He's set up in the first scene as like this foreman on a work yeah. site and then all of a sudden he's like, you know, this, this. Nine years okay. later. All right. What I was saying this film, though is the leeway for him to get into it. Like when mm-hmm. they built it up where he's just like, I'm mining here and then he decides to go bad. I like that. I'm not talking about the rest of the stuff where he's like, I'm this pilot Amen. and I can do all this crazy stuff. You believe in what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, you don't have to defend yourself. I'm a, a, a no, but I was just clarifying. Cynic and an just asshole. Clarifying. So, I, I, I agree. Like at the yeah. beginning, I was like, "Cool, yeah, all right, went. I get it." But then when he, when that's still, when that's still the, the 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 thing that's like leveraging his his behavior, yeah, in the end of the film, like all of a sudden he becomes obsessed with killing Spider Man, and the only reason that they're giving it. At, the, at that point is because he's he's because he needs to pay like because he needs yeah. money or something like no amount of looking into his child's eyes and seeing that this guy's wait a second this is his girlfriend okay maybe i need to like Cheers. sell the boat or something yeah. it's like he needs to destroy it. like for me this film i loved him i love tom holland is that his name mm-hmm. great spider-man best spider-man hands down 100 percent way better than anybody that's come before stylistically i must say the one with toby Maguire, um toby's <laughs> performance in that style was fine and made sense and i think for what he was doing he did a good job stylistically i much prefer this and, and i much prefer his tom uh, this character but i found i my main problem was 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 Keaton and that character I liked liked his performance but like just the story in this really drove me up the wall where I was like I don't buy it and I I just cannot I cannot I can't forgive this film for making this evil character wanting to just like kill this 14 year old boy who's so nice right we're just talking about how he's like lying in the dirt and he's being stomped on by a 50 year old man in a fucking giant robotic suit and he's like, this guy's destroying the city that he apparently loves. He's like meant to be working class, right? But he's also destroying everybody that is working class on this fucking ferry. I, I just was like, what? Well, yeah, the what tra- makes no the sense tra- to me. But what happened to, oh, it's a trashy comic book movie, so I'll let it off the hood. No, no, no. I, but this is true. I, I agree. I did. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, well, I don't think you should. But I'm just well, saying, well, if you get the same uh, caveat that Wonder Woman but, got. No, but, but it's exactly the same where I was like, I had hopes because I... You know, I like Spider-Man. Of all the superheroes, he's one of the ones that I, I like, and it, and it kind of it just fucking did that thing that that all these that they do, and it makes sense why you why it's so much easier to write just evil, and yeah. and just look, this character is evil because as soon as you try and anchor these powers and this uh the, this this like heightened abilities in a world of like normal level stakes, right? it becomes weird and it becomes unrelatable. And I, I found that, that evil character very unrelatable. Um, although, and I think it annoyed me most because they tried to sell it to me as if he was relatable. And I'm like, mm, he's not. It doesn't work. Yeah, it got past I mean, the point once he went full-blown evil. It was like, when did, was he actually 
evil. Yeah, when did when was... did that happen? When here's, here's the interesting thing: yeah. like, did Spider-Man accidentally kill his dog? Sure. Then if that happened, I'd be like, all right, uh, yeah, go for friend. it, kill that kid. Well, he did worse than that. <laughs> you, you know, did he did he dump his did he dump his beautiful sweet daughter that he no, was but, in love with? Okay. No. Yeah. I'm gonna like. Here's the thing. Like I love this movie. There are a bunch of problems in this movie, which I think a lot of them come from the fact that it's two and a half hours long, uh, which I'm very happy for. I just wanted to keep watching That's more, but fair. but a lot of stuff get lost. There's a lot of things like muddled up with it, and he's definitely a character that does get lost. If you don't like him, I'll say you're in luck because he's not in it that much. Um, but I didn't have any of these problems with him because I didn't see him as evil. That's why I'm sitting here kind of interested. I didn't get him as evil. Yeah. I didn't get him really as wanting to kill Spidey that much. Like he keeps, like he literally says, literally says to Spidey, like. Like, good job. Like, I see what you're doing, and I admire what you're doing. Just stay out of my way, basically. Like, he asked him to stay out of the way, and Tom was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he, Tom Holland, like a little pesky bug, just keeps on, like, getting in his way the entire time. And then at the end of the movie, again, spoilers for Spidey, he, like, doesn't even reveal who he is to people. Like, he does admire this kid. He's just in his way. And I don't think it has really anything to do with money. It has to do with a sense of pride. It has to do with the fact of, like, he was a blue-collar worker. He kept getting fucked over by superheroes. He does have a natural resentment because of what, like, the, the, like, the uh, damage control, like, did build up from the government to him. So building up his empire over those nine years is a realist, unrealistic arc. Yeah, of course it is. It's, uh, like you say, this is a goofy comic book movie. It's not playing at Poe-Face like Wonder Woman. So I do give it a little bit more leeway with its cartoonishness of where you have to believe all right now he has a mechanized suit. I didn't suit. experience it like that. I didn't experience it as a cartoonish thing. I felt like it was trying to be oh, I don't closer to the line of This is, this to is the a John Hughes comedy, and that's how they wanted to make it. This is a comedy I, film. I have to agree with Adrian on this, though, because I feel I like they wanted the high school aspect to be John Hughesy, mm-hmm. but then they wanted a different thing. Like It was almost like they were trying to mesh two different storylines. No, but this I is agree. exactly the point of the and movie. And they were very and exactly different how feelings. This era of comics are, is that it's all about the high school hijinks of love comedy homework people not finding you changing clothes stuff like that running out of web shooters and things like that yeah but then spider-man beginning to want to dip into the avengers world which is serious stakes and that is like big world ending things and what i love about this movie is that every comic book movie has to end with oh no matter what happened at the beginning world fucking ending shit is going to happen in the end and this movie doesn't do that which i love it's more of a personal battle in a very small frame and to some people, it wasn't big enough. And I was like, thank God it's not big enough. How I'm can so you say, though, that battles. this guy wasn't considered evil, though, when he literally was like, kill- I don't see him like evil. He, I, he cuts the boat yeah, in, in half. In real life context. And people were, would have evil. died. Like, yeah, in real life people. context, if someone but did this. But he was yes, sociopathically like, uh, trying to kill I, this I, I kid. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He just yeah, every he, now and then Spider would get in his way. Like he, he never, he yeah. never tracked him down. No, he no, never, no. Like, he, there's he that scene where like, I, I specifically him. remember him stomping on his head and me going, "What is this crazy yeah. old man doing?" That was, yeah, yeah that because was crazy. he is like he's um, become schizophrenic. But there was everything. that there was that part where he talks about they talk about the Avengers and he's trying to stay below the radar the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think initially killing Spider-Man would like if you killed a superhero, then definitely everyone. Would yeah, like, the Avengers sp- will come down yeah. on him. But I know. Because he was always just trying to, like, claim his territory. Because even when his other dude was like, yeah, whatever, old man, it showed his, like, aggression. It's just like, you can't disrespect me like that. And I think it had to do with, like, this respect level mm. a bit. Um, but, yeah, it does get a bit, like, he goes super crazy. We're like, yo, dude, you're, like, super evil. How does this doesn't add up properly? It wasn't adding up, yeah, for yeah. me, too. But the, the boat situation is because it had to do with like Spider-Man shooting his web and then everything no, gets I like... No, I get that. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, there's no way you can say that that guy's not evil. 
Yeah. Like, people him. were... I did not find him... Like, I found him completely unhinged, as most of these comic book characters are. I think found it's a desperation yes. is that's supposed to... I did not find him out. To I just felt Parker. like he went from like, zero he, to he 60 real quick. He says to Peter Parker, like, I kind of... I admire He's you. like, I'm a little just, miffed. I'm going to kill you. But no, he doesn't like, do that. He literally says, I admire you. Just stay out of my way. No, and Peter Parker... He literally went, I'm a bit pissed off. I'm now I'm going to fucking destroy well, him. No, but before that, he says to him, I admire you. Yeah, he can say that, but his actions definitely do from that guy's point of view he tells this kid who's his daughter's age like he literally drops his daughter and this kid off at school for prom or his daughter cares about this guy stay out of my way and this kid says i can't do that like he knows what this kid is capable of he knows where this kid's heart is at and he knows that this kid feels like it's his lot in life to stop bad men and he's a bad man doing so then he just drops a building on him so he's basically saying I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like if you come at me, yeah. I know you're going to come at and me. Peter Parker still so I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. So that's well, of course he's a he's a bad guy. I like, know. What do you expect? I'm just saying it was it went from like especially being at their house and stuff where he played the the dad role very well where he's like oh, you got to get him home like take care of my daughter da da da. But then it just got it was like it was trying to toe that line. Yeah, actually, I feel now, like that, it, now that you think about it, it does slightly build cuz the whole thing was like I mean, once he gets money, it was like, okay, you're fine. You have this lifestyle, and you don't need all this extra money. But they were continuing this lifestyle, and he kept stating, like, we're losing product and whatnot. And every single time, they were losing more and more and more. And then at the very end, when he goes to the boat, that's, like, his last – the last job. Because yeah. he's like, I want to get out of this game. I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, it was desperation um, for him. He basically yeah, – it's a typical com- – and yeah. you can hate it. I'm not – this is a weird thing to be fighting about because it's the least interesting, smallest part of the movie. it's the most important. Like, the majority of the movie is not about The reason I'm talking about it is because it, like, completely pulled me out of caring about any of the characters. I think that's crazy because Vulture is such a small part of this movie. And I can understand people, yeah. like, pissed off, like, there's not he's enough of a villain in this. villain. Yeah, I think yeah, but look, Marvel make in movies, not in comic, but in movies, underwhelming villains. The one thing DC do better are villains. Wonder Woman aside, that's a very fucking shitty villain by the end of that movie. <laughs> Terrible. But um, this is one of the best Marvel like villains, which is really disappointing. But and it says a lot about Marvel movies. But this is without a doubt one of the best I, villains. I, I, just, I think the villain this was very underwhelming because the entire movie was like we're light, fun. Remember Spider Man? He's fun. He's fun, guys. This is a fun homecoming movie. But that's the whole point. Spider-Man. It's like he's he's wants to get involved with stuff he's not ready to get involved with with yeah. serious people. And he's not Mikey Keaton's right. He's not anywhere near what the Avengers are getting involved with, like yeah. Ultron right. or fucking people from space. Or people just really, really evil. Like they're yeah. really fucking evil. I, people I would like Thanos. to. I wish you were not as big a fan of Spider-Man as you are, because you were. I think you forgive it a lot. No, a you lot have more. no, no. Honest to God, like I'm not that guy. Like I am so I, I hypercritical. Know, I know what you're saying. Though. So hypercritical of films. I don't know. I don't with know. stuff that I love. No, seriously, I'm so. And I'm not saying he's great. I'm saying he's not a great villain. I'm saying I don't understand him being a problem in this film where he's in so little. What about Donald Glover's moment when he's in the car and he's, he's like, great. "Oh yeah, I've got a cousin in that area. I hear it's bad." That's and it's awesome. like such a weird line. I'm like, yeah. "Do you want to know what that's you, about?" Uh, <laughs> No, I understand that he's a reveal for a, a hero soon, right? No, so like in the comics, Spider-Man died. Peter Parker died. Right. And they had, it took a while. They had like a wake for him. There's a bunch of comics without any Spider-Man in it. And then this other kid becomes Spider-Man. And he's called Miles Morales. And yeah. he's like Hispanic, black kid. And to a lot of the new generation of kids growing up reading Spider-Man comics, that's their Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. And they love him. They absolutely love him. And it's really well written. It's done by Brian Michael Bendis. Awesome run of comics. Bendis. And um, 
And of course, they find a way to bring Peter Parker back in some other way, and then they're both, you know, it's all done. Um, but to a lot of people, that's what they wanted this new Spider-Man to be. They're like, we want Miles Morales. And Marvel had to come out pretty early and say, no, like, it will be Peter Parker, but we're not saying for the future what's going to happen. Donald Glover's character, he's the uncle of Miles Morales. So when he yeah. says that, it's just acknowledging for the super fans. And I get, like, if you're not a super fan, this stuff is dumb. Of course it is. That's why Marvel films uh, I get it. That, for me, that was building. their computer moment. That's all I'm saying. That, and yeah, it was but it's nicer than looking... One better sentence better from executed. someone like Donald Glover is better than but a computer. But it was still like one of these like, no, completely. awkward... But it's just letting the super fans know, oh, Miles Morales exists in this universe. We'll get to him at some point. That's all it was doing. So like nothing else whatsoever. Um, and it's just one sentence. I just feel like in this this one, though, uh, Tom Holland, he, he didn't really fully learn a lot. He was just... I mean, he still, That was my other thing. He just still kind of... I mean, he did, but... From his actions, the way he does, he was just still kind of doing the same thing. Just because he turned down being an adventure doesn't mean he no. Re- but that's that's the that's a big point. I'm gonna sound like yeah. just because you guys have been so negative, no, no, I'm gonna sound no, super I, positive. No, 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 I, get, and I have I some problems with this movie, which I haven't been able to get. But to, I mean, but I feel like he learned a huge amount. He's like still the whole did. that is the whole yeah. point of the movie. And I've listened to like and I've read like articles when writing about it. So the whole point is they wanted it to be about how kids nowadays are too eager to grow up. The entire thing is like kids want to grow up because of social media and because of how much they're subjected to around them. And by the end, the lesson has to be of like, no, just enjoy where you're at. Like, you don't need to rush into it. You'll be a grown-up for the rest of your okay. life. Well, that, enjoy being a teenager being the, and the being message. at high school. Yeah. And the problems that you have there, the rest of the world will still be fucked up when you want to get to that, it. For me, that was the clearest thing in it. What annoyed me was his suit. Right. Like, I know people love the reveal of, like, the suit or whatever. But the fact that it was, like, stark, invented, and full of gadgets, and it spoke to him, and it did all this whiz-bang shit, and I'm like, I just want Spidey with his sixth sense, like that extra sense where he knows he's going to get punched in the face at some point, and Mm -hmm. his super quickness and his ability to, like, throw people around. I don't need him to have all these... Gadgets. Yeah, yeah, all that, I think, detracted and was confusing for me in relation to it being a high school basic simple story because mm-hmm. if like i would have really much more enjoyed the film if it wasn't so let's jam him let's make sure we really connect these dots here and i know they have to do it but well, it they didn't have to do that like that i mean the reason for that yes is this segueing towards <laughs> infinity oh, war he will get that suit he's offered at the end it'll be even more powerful he has to find you know like big aliens and yeah, shit so they to have to then, though. Him up. And no, well, when he finally does have his big breakthrough it's when he's in his homemade suit yeah. so he kind of he gets the big suit the main suit taken away, and then when he finally proves how yeah, powerful he is, yeah, I really admired them for the taking away his suit for so long. Yeah, he's wearing get, his little. I get that. Outfit. Just give me like less of him in the awesome suit yeah. and more of him. in But the it basic is again suit. like yeah, no, I get it. At the end of the day, is it satisfying or not? Like the metaphors of it being another thing to do with it is literally to do with too much technology, like adult technology that you're not meant to be messing with yet, and then him having to have that stripped away from him to then learn from the basics of no, you're a kid, be a kid. Like, but whether that, you know, if it's satisfying or not, I completely get that. I don't even know where he learned and to be a kid, to be a kid. Was it when he, like, looked and he's like, oh, I'm stuck underneath this rock and I should be a kid probably? Because I don't know. It just looked to me and he was like, oh, I definitely need because everything help. he's beyond my thing. Everything he's doing keeps endangering still, people's yeah. lives. Like, everything he did kept endangering Yeah, and then he lives. also realizes that he's missing out on school, like, and his friends, and he's not even actually spending time with those people that he cares about that he's defending. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, yeah, and I think that there is this aspect of, you know, this 
foretelling for people who do know Spider-Man's story to know how much of a struggle there is for him to maintain a love life and for how much of his life is spent in protecting those around him. And I think that this is meant to be like, he sees a small glimpse of yeah. that. I just didn't and feel so there's as this much aspect of like, a, of like, I need to enjoy these people while I'm literally able to. Yeah. Cause like I grew up with like a single mom and stuff. So his whole interaction, it just didn't feel as like as much of a struggle. I don't know how to mm-hmm. explain that. So like, me, I couldn't connect with him as that kind of character. I connected more with Michael Keaton in the beginning because of like, oh, I know what it's like to, you know, not have like a, a good solid support system and like trying to survive. And then when he went, you know, Peter Parker, he's like, oh, I got to do all this stuff. I'm like, I get some of it, but honestly, like, you didn't have as much of a, a struggle. And yeah. And then when you're trying to do something, like sometimes you get lost in the sauce, like. Michael King's character, but then it, that was just I could way too much, see those elements, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel emotionally connected to the fourteen-year-old yeah. version of this Peter Parker. And whether it's because of like I'm not that age, uh, or I just don't relate to the character type, maybe, or maybe I wasn't in a good mood. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I didn't relate. Like emotionally, I didn't feel connected to really, to be honest, to any of the characters, mm-hmm. and that's what was frustrating for me in this film because it was playing those those elements a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I could see them. I could see what they were doing. I'm like, I understand what you're doing here device-wise, but I'm not feeling what you're doing. Well, let me just say this because I've been defending the film a lot, but for weird stuff that... Because... So, okay. So, let me say, like, I know how it might seem to you as a Spidey fan. I can't tell you how critical I am of, of comic book movies and Spidey movies in particular. Like, I tear them apart. So, for this one... It's not my Spidey movie. So I think the big thing a lot of people have is like, this isn't Spidey or like Tobey Maguire or Spidey. Like, I think the first thing is just to clear it away that there are a million different iterations of Spidey. Yeah. My Spidey is Tom McFarlane's Spidey from the 90s who was like 28 and married. I'm never going to get that Spidey in the movies and I've come to peace with that and it makes me sad. Crowdfunding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it really, really does make me sad. So this is not my Spidey. This isn't one I'm really that interested in seeing. A tech suit stuff is something if you told me on paper, I'd be like, fuck, they fucked up this film so badly. I hate that idea of stock technology in a suit. I like humble, simple Spider-Man. I like him sewing together his suit and shit like that, you know? Um, the girls in it are useless, like yep. much like Baby Driver. They do nothing in this yeah. movie, and she's not even interesting. MJ is pretty cool, um, but she's not in it enough. That's that girl, right? Fun. She was yeah. the best actress in yeah. it. Yeah. I loved, loved her. I didn't like and she was the reveal at the end where she's called MJ, and you're like, oh my God, she's not Mary Jane, clearly, because she's, she's called Michelle or whatever. Um, but she's going to be that Mary Jane character, which yeah. is exciting. Um, but yeah, like other than her, and she's not in it enough, like the, the girls are useless in this movie. Um, there's not enough homecoming stuff for me. Like he has, it's called Homecoming, and yeah. he goes to Homecoming and leaves immediately. It's like at least have a dance or something. Yeah. I could do with way less vulture stuff. Not Agreed. because of yeah. problem with him, but I just wanted more time spent in school. Like I just wanted like literally do it all yeah. school time. I don't think the battle should have gone to the plane. I think it should have stayed in the high school. That should have been a point. It should have been during Homecoming that this fight happened and it stayed in the school. Yeah, like stopped it before he even left the school. Should have gone through the fucking party. Like it should yeah. have. You know, like it should have all stayed there. I had a ton of things that objectively should have been problems for me, basically, with this movie. Some of the CGI is not great as well. Some's astounding, but some's a bit wonky. Um, but at the end of the day, like, for me, it was about this movie's trying to be fun. And that's really what it was. It was, like, everything we've been saying, I get, like, character arcs, whether that works with you or not, can't explain. It's just a mix of, like, saying, yeah. in the source, it either hits you or it doesn't. For me, I totally attached to him. I totally just loved him and lapped him up. I couldn't get enough screen time with him and how everything that was going on. I thought the writing was really smart. Like, I didn't like the suit, 
but it's really fucking funny and yeah. much better writing than Wonder Woman for jokes and stuff like that. Um, and his delivery of stuff was just just so perfectly awkward and passionate, and you could just feel how excited he is to that be in that role. I was going to say that was the difference I feel between him and the other guys who have done this. I yeah. feel like he is that way mm-hmm. in life, yeah. whether he is or not. I don't know. And but I, a bit too cool. I got the Tom experience McGuire. of him being cool. like that, whereas to- Tobey Maguire, I felt like he was being that. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this this actor is that he just way. He's, yeah he's right in it now yeah. yeah. And I guess that for me that's the end thing of it which I didn't expect with a Spidey movie because I always want my Spidey movies to be more serious I was very excited about Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man there's lots I love about that movie lots I hate this is the most fun I've had in cinema in a long time and this for me I guess was like you with Baby Driver I just came out of it I was like I just had so much fucking fun with that movie there's lots that didn't make sense there's lots that didn't work for me but I just had so much fun overall and immediately texted like our little group that we have going to say about it and I was scared because I thought oh, other people might go and see this and hate it and Haruka and Tamara went and I was like, no, seriously, this is so much fun. Just go in expecting a John Hughes movie, which they hammer home a bit too close. They do that cool Ferris Bueller montage and then they show Ferris Bueller on the TV in case you didn't like, get cool it. Movie. Which is yeah. weird. Um, and I was so happy like they went to it and came out and texted them both. And I'm like, that was fucking fantastic. Um, but like, it just depends if you find it fun or not, I think. And as for me as you're writing things, like, yes, there are all these other problems, but it doesn't spend long enough on them for it to be a problem for me. Whereas something like Wonder Woman is defined by those issues that it's talking about. This, I felt, was like, it's just frothy fun. And I had tons of fun with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. It was, like, the perfect amount of pacing, and it was really fun. It's, like, the hardest I've ever heard Al laugh in a movie, by the way, at the party scene. <laughs> when oh, they say, yeah. <laughs> what was it? It was like, just so John Hughes. It was fantastic. Say, you say... You say you penis, say I say Parker. <laughs> and he just kept up, but there's a look on his face, and I he know. just looks so disappointed. He's like, and are you coming back in? The and he's like, no, man, you I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I didn't Go find on. any of it funny. I, I love it. <laughs> I love, <laughs> he was like dying laughing next to me. But I love Pretty in There was pink. one moment that made me laugh a lot, candles. but I can't remember what it was. But Do you like John Hughes movies, though? Yeah, they're fine. Okay. I mean, well, that's, that's it. I love. They're John all Hughes Paramount movies. titles, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I don't love when I say John Hughes. I don't love Home Alone, Flubber, like, but I love I Sixteen love Candles. Home, Alone. Home Alone's good. <laughs> I don't like those movies. Psychopathic child, terrorizing adults. There's this line, and there's whole books written about it. There's this line with John Hughes when he went from writing his high school stuff, which I love, like Breakfast Club, um, yeah, like, like. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like 16 Candles. Thing. No, I, I do like him. I like. But there's a line where he went into slapstick, lie. and it started. You're uncultured. I guess so. It's, wow. It racist. started. <laughs> it started in Ferris Bueller with the high school teacher. You start to get that Home Alone slapstick stuff, and I hate that stuff in Ferris Bueller with the high school teacher trying to break into the house, I and know. it's all just slapstick. And that from that point on, you can see in his career, he just went into slapstick, and I don't like slapstick humor and I don't I like John Hughes slapstick humor he had much more intelligent humor but his high school stuff like I love pretty in like, sync was really good so this like even though it was not a John Hughes movie and I wish it had done more to be a John Hughes movie it was yeah the closest to that in a long time so to have that with a comic book hero in it that I love so much was just yeah oh, there was if they really balanced, refreshing if they balanced the Vulture stuff with that a bit better I think it would be a much better movie but the Vulture thing and the imbalance in the film, I just felt so heavily and I found okay. it confusing and it detached me from there, my experience. There was a scene um, when they're like showing the school. It was like super like because they're trying to show a lot of diversity and it was like, here's all the diversity. Yeah. It was like, oh, OK, I, I get it. Your yeah. cast is very diverse, but like you're really trying to be like, look at us. Look, how, look, we're very open minded. Yeah. No, I do like, feel like 
yeah. at the risk of being controversial for DC are doing it with stuff like Wonder Woman like yeah. we're really famous and Marvel are doing it with like Black Panther has will only hire a black director yeah, and this is like look at every person's from a different culture it's like you're all trying a little too yeah, hard like, I, 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 yeah, yeah, he I was, was like, like the only white kid in his high school yeah, yeah it's like where do you go to school I was like, whoa, this is super, super diverse. They got literally every person from every, like, continent, country. and That's yeah. an opposite of a John Hughes movie. I was like, this <laughs> yeah, is crazy. He's only white. <laughs> that is true. All right, we've got two more movies, Except I'm afraid. 16 Candles when he <laughs> so let's get through them. Let's do it. So for me, yep, you had Baby Driver, loved it. Spider-Man, loved it even more. War for Planet of the Apes. I'll watch Spider-Man a lot more, but War for Planet of the Apes is a better movie. Um, and then Dunkirk came out. The week after that, who's seen Dunkirk? Yep, I saw it yep. two days ago. Yesterday, Everyone I saw it yesterday. Those days. Oh, that was a whole one day ago. Hmm? That was a whole one day ago. It was a one day ago. Do you know what how the story of Dunkirk, Justin? Okay. If the island is mainland Europe, is and Normandy. it's the corner of France, <laughs> the yes. biggest island of all. <laughs> Mainland. But no, yes, yeah, basically. But you understand it's yeah. what it's it about is. a bunch okay. of British people running away. Uh, it's just a bunch of people with not enough boats no, and they're trying to do a long camp. And, uh, yep. They're trying to get across <laughs> the <laughs> channel back to England before yeah. they get fucked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Allie, hadn't heard from you in a while. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> the staple Allie reply. Uh, how was Dunkirk for you? I'm well every time. Yeah, I'm well, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> How was Dunkirk? Dunkirk was great. It was very stressful in, <laughs> a, in a good way, in a way that I think it was meant to be. Um, and I appreciated that it was very stressful in a very self, I don't know how to say this. Everyone was just kind of like running for their lives. It wasn't like, I'm stressed because there's a big, huge gunfight that's about to happen and I don't want to watch these people that they've made me care about die. It was just like this is what like everyone just needs to run away and that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's not about shooting the other team. It's not about any of that. Yep. And Harry Styles. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Harry Styles. I've never heard of this word before. No. So I had no idea he was even in it. And they're like, Harry Styles was good and I was like, who? That's what, what? That's we what had that I same am. conversation. <laughs> She's like, I really liked Harry Styles. I was like, what? I've just like recently been more and more impressed with him because he, I guess One Direction split up however long ago. I was never interested in their music. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. They broke up. But they, I knew that they were all going their separate ways and doing their own music because my roommates talked about it. And I. La Dan. So, yes. What's her Twitter so people can tweet it? <laughs> um, I don't know her Twitter uh, handle. Same. I know her Instagram. Um, she had told me that all they had all split up, and then I heard I was like, oh, I'm not gonna bother listening because I'm sure it's all still poppy shit that I won't like. Heard a song in a cafe once, Shazammed it, and it was Harry Styles' <laughs> new song. It's like, God damn it! So I listened to his album, and I really, really love it. So then I saw Dunkirk, and I was like, Man, he's also a pretty good actor. He can do actor. everything. <laughs> well, no, it's just I went from being like, I don't, I'm not interested in learning anything about this guy, to being like, Wow, he's actually talented yeah again i'll say the so same thing good. here i did not notice anyone standing out for being which bad is great which means he was fine yeah <laughs> i still don't really know which one he was people have explained to me i'm like he, he doesn't sound like he's the pretty one french guy 
when they're in the boat, he's the one who calls out the guy who hasn't been speaking. And yeah, so that's not okay. So yeah, he's bad. in it, but he's not in it. And when they get in the he's in one the of boat, like the three in the train at the end, he's the one with the two beers. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the one with the beers. He's in a chunk, but yeah. yeah, he's one of the three main yeah. army guys that you follow. That yeah, you but I would with. say there's only two real army ones you follow, and then you got like the. But he's always with the two of them. Once mm. they, it's the two of them trying to sneak on. That's a long way through the film. Really? It's about 45 in. When they're on the boat? When they're getting in that boat? So he meets them at the edge of the pier. So when the bo- when everything blows up, he swims off of the boat that was and leaving oh, and okay. meets them on the side of the I white pier. I didn't notice him there. I only noticed yeah. him when they're going to that empty boat. That's he the comes time. in pretty... Because that's one of... That's, I think that's one of the first boat explosions you see. It's a, it's a chunk in there. It's still about 45 yeah, in, I'd say. Further mm-hmm. in there, you think. But I didn't notice him until they got to the empty boat. But anyway, anyway let's stop that's identifying that's One Direction <laughs> characters. That's, that's, that's I promise he's in it. Uh, Guy. All right. <laughs> yep, he's the hero. Wait, does it? Uh, I'm just curious because uh, I haven't seen it. Does it have that similar? You might need a microphone. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm just curious because I haven't seen it. Um, does it have that similar vibe as uh, what was that? Uh, 71. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Like 71. I think that's what it was. 71 and Jack O'Connell, whatever. During I think was it the NRA? No idea. Okay, I don't no know what you're no talking idea. about. Sure. Yes. Are you going to ask me how I felt about it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's novel. No, I'm going to ask you what you ate for lunch. <laughs> well, I had a cold donut. And yeah. yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. Um, before we went in, you were kind of dragging me because I'm not the biggest fan of war-focused stories. I appreciate history, but I have a lot of issues with celebrating or iconicizing um things that like showing the triviality of something like to to show that these are people's lives etc and then on the grander scope that the government is so far detached from it and they don't really see it they just see you as a pawn Um, and that really bothers me with war movies in general but this one i think was great because it wasn't a war like it it was like Ali was saying, it was a suspenseful movie because it's really about fleeing. And that was where all of the tension was from. And it wasn't this, you know, camaraderie, jokey feel between the, the soldiers in it. It was literally just everyone on pins and needles the entire time and just this like frantic energy between everyone. And it was like palpable. And it's really weird to me because so many friends or, you know, reviews that I've read online since people have seen it is like, Oh, I didn't really connect with any of the characters. And I just, I don't understand that at all because it's not about one specific character's plight. It's like that. It's like the group mentality. Um, and I think that that was really well expressed. Um, I thought the score was fantastic and yeah, I just, yeah, it was Hans Zimmer and, um, I think there was maybe like one character in it that I didn't really understand what he was doing, which was the dark haired kid on the boat that was coming in to save them. I didn't really understand his trajectory or what he was even doing in this movie. But um, other than that, I, I really, really liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I to jump in. Um, it was fine. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, look, I... This movie is interesting uh, because I 
I agree with everything you've said, and I'm also one of those people that was like, I didn't rel really relate to anyone. And I think it's a happy accident that people don't. Uh, I think, I don't think he was trying for us not to, to be honest. Uh, and that's why you have children, the kid with the black hair who goes blind. And that's why you have them at the end with the beers hanging out the window and looking like we're meant to be celebrating. And that's why you have Kenneth Brenner on the pier and with the men doing the thing and I'm staying for the French. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like we were meant to mm -hmm. and we just didn't. Right. Which is a happy accident, uh, I think. I, and I could be wrong, but I feel that's probably... I, I feel like they weren't sure. Maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Anyway, it didn't end up that we did. And that was a frustration for me because we did have those elements. And I'm like, I feel like I'm meant to care about this person and I'm not. Um, in terms of the, the flea, like in terms of the, three ma the, th the two guys, the French guy and the English guy and them running, I hated that they were all so... I mean, I, sorry, I, I love that they weren't about honour and it wasn't about bravery and it wasn't about any of that bullshit was sold about war. Um, and I, it was tense and it was stressful and it was too loud and it was everything that war probably really is, which was nice. Um, but it did frustrate me that I was being told visually that I was potentially meant to be caring about these people, but at the same time I wasn't and, and that was distracting. So what, but what about them made you not care for them? I mean, you didn't just care for the soldier kids because they were young boys in a war that... No, 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 totally I, I, cared, I cared for, the, I cared for the, 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 the situation and the right. idea and I could place myself in their fear, absolutely. But in terms of the narrative story and in terms of their narrative emotional journey, which I felt like they were trying to sell me, especially especially the, these, these sort of orbiting characters, mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel connected to their stories. And therefore, at the end of it, I was like, why the fuck was that blind kid in there? And, yeah. and why, was, why did I keep being seeing Kenneth Brenner all the time? And, you know, and the I pilots, agree. why... I mean, other than them being a device to, to destroy the boats, I don't care about Tom Holland standing in front of his boat on fire. Not I mean, on, in front of his plane. Hardy. Not Tom Holland. Uh, uh, Tom Hardy, Tom sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, di I, I didn't care about Tom Hardy standing in front of his boat on fire. It was a nice image, and yeah, it's about the man left behind, or it's about mm -hmm. the unsung hero. But then, why am I all of a sudden? Why all of a sudden are you showing me the unsung hero if this film is not about heroism? Yeah. So that's that's what I'm. That's what I kind of mean. Okay. So yeah. I completely. Um, I think this film is. Yeah, I think you're right. Very interesting. Uh, I absolutely love love this movie, but I I agree with you. But it has different effects on me, and I agree with like, and I agree with you, Kate. Like a lot of people have been talking about. Problem with this is like I don't really feel anything for any of the characters, um, and I agree with you. I think you were meant to, for sure. Um, and I do think there is also a happy accident. So like you chose a lot of things I want to say, but you're kind of using them in different ways f for me. So for me, there's two interesting facets with this movie. One is that it's about the English running away, and every single war movie you see, normally it's by Americans, uh, but when it's not even normally, it's about going into battle. Normally it's about, okay, we're going in to do something horrible or something scary or something dangerous or we're training for it, whatever. But it's like you're heading towards something that you know from our knowledge of the war is terrifying. And that then f is very, of course you're going to feel stuff for the guy. It's a very easy way to make you feel something for characters in war movies and they always do it. And then on top of that, those war movies always have camaraderie. 
because people are going to something there's that nervousness and there's chatting and there's like loads of conversation and people are joking and jiving with each other banding together and overcoming exactly and Mm -hmm. it's partly an american thing but it's also partly just yeah like going into a horrible situation like that's how you do you become brothers we're i'm showing katie band of brothers right now just because she's never seen it love band of brothers don kirk i want to watch that but that is like band of brothers epitomizes for me that american kind of like all right let's all you know the flags of our fathers epitomizes it but well, yeah 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 band no, of brothers is a good example a realistic of doing it way. well yeah, yeah yeah exactly no i agree yeah, yeah. yeah in a realistic way it epitomizes the reality of how that is of people coming together and going into something horrible and you create this brotherhood between them. what's interesting with dunkirk and i think works against it and for it just from its concept it is not about that it's about people running away and there's nothing hopeful about that there's nothing exciting about that there's nothing that makes you feel like okay horrible things are coming no it's safety could be coming so it's a very weird reversal of how a war movie normally is. And then to counter that, or to add to that, you have Christopher Nolan directing it. And I love all of Christopher Nolan's films other than one, which I just like. Which Interstellar. Is, uh, no, The Prestige for me. Oh, okay. Uh, I love Interstellar. Oh, I love The Prestige. Um, That's great. You know that. I, don't, I hate the ending of Prestige. No, you, you um, <laughs> I didn't like the ending of Prestige, but I really liked Interstellar as well. Yeah, I really like Interstellar. Um, but uh, but the Christopher Nolan is a director who directs things in a very cold way. He's he's rarely, and I've known some people who work with him. I don't know if they're manipulated by a situation of working with someone famous. They've all said he's a pretty cold person, um, and I get that from his movies. They don't seem very emotively driven. They're always great ideas, great visuals, not really character stuff. And there's always been a bit of a problem that I've had with his films, to be honest. Um, and I I feel between those two things, yes, it creates a cold kind of uh what's the word bleak no kind of like antiseptic feel of a film right if you know what i mean you're like watching stuff at arm's length and then to bring into that you have two lead characters like so you have like yeah the ground forces one you have the air forces one you have the boat people and then you got the commander and i get why you have all of these like chess pieces essentially to show this is how this happened from every aspect of it happening. Right. the commander people on the ground people in boats like all this stuff um and yeah, those late, late two guys on the ground, they don't say a word to each other the entire film. Like, and I fucking love that so much. But that makes it very hard to really, truly care or get on board with that excitement of what's going on or like the fear of what's going on. Um, and I don't, and so I completely get people's problems with that stuff. For me, though, it made it a very unique war movie and it made it one that haunted me more than like rocked me. And to add to that, this is the first war movie I think I've ever seen in modern times. There's zero blood in this film. There is no blood. Like, there is no violence. There are no limbs falling off. There's no, like, in, and it's weird because people don't seem to notice it, but they take all of that out, obviously, on purpose because they're not trying to shock people in that way. It's kind of, it is this haunting. It's like a ghost is coming. And you ne- you only see it for the split seconds at the beginning, you know, when they're walking through the city. They take a couple of bullets. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's still not gratuitous or anything. It's very clean. And I just respect the fuck out of this movie, basically, because of that. And when you get to the end, I agree. I think you're meant to feel all this stuff for these people. I do for some, more than others, for sure. Like the French guy reaching out through the darkness and then his hands fading away as he drowns. Like, I'm like, I'm clearly meant to be attached to him in some way, but I'm not. But again, for me, like, yeah, I don't think I'm getting what Nolan wanted me to get. But by default, for me, I'm getting something more interesting, which is I'm haunted by all of these resolutions rather than, oh, I'm like, you know, rocked by them. I did end up actually crying at the end of this film. I didn't think I was going to because yeah, I wasn't feeling that much. But it really did haunt me. And it got into my bones in a way that most I, movies don't. I think if 
if you were in a space and uh, available enough to take into the scope of the reality of what this would have been like for real people experiencing what we are witnessing on screen and are able to empathize in a way that you feel it, I think absolutely it could emotionally affect you. Mm-hmm. But if you, were, if you were looking for that within the characters you're seeing on screen, you probably won't have that experience. Yeah. But if you take a moment at the end to go, what is that? Yeah. In reality, I think, yeah, absolutely. But also, I think I'm kind of fine with that, whether it was by design or not, because so many war movies just look to like, we want you totally. to cry, you know? Totally. And this one, whether it wanted me to or not, I got something else from it, which I really, res- really respected and found precious. Um, and it was this solemn quiet. Like, the, when I think back on that movie, it is this pervasive quiet that makes it scary. And then just hearing like those planes coming in, you know, in the distance and stuff like that. And that for me is more haunting, not necessarily better. I'm not saying it's like better than Saving Private Ryan or anything, but Saving Private Ryan, I say the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, let's just shake you <laughs> for two hours. Mm. And I loved that. Like I thought it was great. Different, definitely different movies. Yeah. So I think it's a really important yeah. way to portray war. Um, yeah. And I was very happy that they did it. Um, yeah. And the score's fantastic. And Hans Zimmer is like, he's worn himself out a long time ago. And he did this in red line, uh, which I think is his best piece of score ever. And he rips tons of it from here. Like he does the ticking clock, like the which he did all the way through this in red line. Um, and I was honestly like, I love the music. And I got to the end, I was like, really? That was Hans Zimmer? Because he's, yeah, I thought he was only making boring scores. Well, that's <laughs> what I thought too. Like I was like, I haven't heard a Hans Zimmer score like this in yeah. ever. Yeah, since, since the 90s. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. That all anyone has to <laughs> say about Dunkirk? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So can I quickly ask, do we think what... I don't think it'll get any Oscars for performance. No. Or script. No. Do you think cinematography? Yeah, I think cinematography. I think direction as well as well. Potentially. Because it's the first Nolan film. Like Nolan's had it before, nominated, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And it's the first time he's done like a non-fantasy film, essentially. Mm-hmm. All of his films have magic in them other than this. So I think they'll want to be like, this could be his only one where he does a <laughs> historical <laughs> film. So we want right. to jump on it. Um, I think sound design as well. we'll get yeah, I was going to say editing and sound design maybe. Yeah. Um, and last film I want to very quickly talk about because I don't want to give any spoilers. Um, we went to see a film a few days ago which I've been dying to see and couldn't see in England. Um, and Ali saw it while we were away. And you kindly went with us again. Yep. See a ghost story, the Casey Affleck, Queenie Mara film. Oh, I really want to see this so bad and I you missed should. it. And this, it's, it's still on in Santa Monica. Here. Where? Santa Monica and a few other places when are we going <laughs> I'm going again tomorrow actually because um, I've got to take <laughs> someone to see it um, it is I have a lot of problems with it I don't want to spoil anything about this movie there's not much to it um, it's very stripped back very high concept uh, very obtuse will piss off a lot of people made by David Lowry who it sounds has made like films. a Malik to me I like it <laughs> it is kind of like a Malik yeah. um, in many ways it's not like any of this guy's other films that he's made before, other than it's beautiful, but in a very different way. And the story behind it's really interesting. We, we came back and read about it. It's very fascinating. See, it cost them less to make this film than it cost them one day of shooting Eight Them Bodies Saints. It cost them under $100,000 to make this movie. He called in all the favors that he could to make it. He said, obviously, not everyone can do with $100,000 what he can do because he can call up Weta, who he just worked with on Pete's Dragon, 
and he can call up Casey Affrick and Rooney Mara and they'll come in and help him out with stuff. You know? Well, and then some people on set didn't even know that it was a feature film. Yeah. Like they thought they were f- Yeah, they lied like to everyone. They went and away and pretended or... it was shooting music videos so no one knew about it and yeah. did it in secret because he didn't want any pressure over making a feature film. Um, it has a lot of uh, weird problems, I think, and I think most people hate it. It's my favorite film of the year so far. It's fantastic. Spooky. <laughs> But that, yeah, it is not that's spooky. one of the yeah. things that pisses <laughs> a lot of people off is that it's it's called a ghost story and it's sold as a horror film, but it's it's not. haunting, but it is not spooky. Right. You think it's sold as a horror film? Well, I think I haven't seen any marketing, that, but like at face value, that it is. Yeah, just from I the title and like the trailers, maybe the title from the, and s- the sound, like the music yeah. and the trailer and stuff. Like it's meant. That's how everything is kind of sold. Yeah. Oh. I think I didn't, I didn't. I'd be interested to know the amount of people who go thinking that it's a scary movie hmm. i thought it was I like a love story yeah, yeah that's, that's what from the trailer yeah. i got that it was a love story so most people don't go on youtube and watch trailers most people see a poster it's a ghost story it looks spooky it's got casey affleck in it they go and see it and then they will leave within 20 minutes of this movie and be upset i think um, the only thing that you could say looks spooky is if you only see the poster yeah, I don't think but the I know, but you you have no idea. Like we're talking about, th- th- so this is the problem again with living in Hollywood and being podcast people who love movies. We're involved in all this stuff. The general public is the majority of ticket buyers. Yeah. And you don't think and they the watch public, before they go see? No, the, no, the general public, and I'm around them all the time. Yeah, they all they go into a cinema and they do the thing that I'm waiting almost every time I go to buy tickets, and they say, "What shall we see?" And they they decide we're going to go to the cinema, and then they pick something when they're there. That's what a majority of people do when they go to the cinema. Because you have the couple and there's like girls night out or ghost story and the boyfriend's going to be like, we're going to see ghost story. And then he's like, fuck, why didn't we see ghost story? And then he's like, god damn it, no matter what I see. (laughs) Um, Yeah, really, really special film. I don't want to spoil it for people, but definitely people should check it out. It's pretty much gone now from cinema, so wait for the digitals and the blues and crazy good is it important that i see it at the cinema or will i have the same experience seeing it at home i think obviously a different experience but you know what i'm saying yeah it's not i would say it's more important to see something you know like dunkirk at the cinema than it is to see this at the cinema um i, I would say yeah honestly anything is better at the cinema i think unless you have the wrong crowd with you we were lucky when we saw it everyone was, it was really quiet, quiet nice um, other than one person eating popcorn very loudly <laughs> they were so um, that's the thing is it's very quiet for a long time but yeah it's a very quiet film so i would argue it's better to watch it at home maybe would you say dunkirk is better to watch in vr <laughs> i would say dunkirk's better to watch on an airplane oh God. <laughs> perfect <laughs> That's where I watched Interstellar for the first time. Oh, really? On an airplane, coming home from Prague, exhausted and very emotional. <laughs> People were watching that Tom Hanks flight film on a... No, not Slowly? flight. So the Denzel Washington flight film on a flight. I was almost uh, like, I what's that fucking... That's a Paramount away. title. Cast away on, uh, oh. on no. airplanes. Like you, <laughs> you just get on and there's lost, cast away, alive. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think if snakes was on snakes on a plane with a plane, people are like, yeah, bring it, bring <laughs> the snakes. Um, all right, so just study up. Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age came out. Ooh. Splatoon two came out. Justin, yeah. you're liking this game? Yeah, Splatoon is really fun. Um, it's too hectic for me. But. It's got a, it's got a lot of fun mechanics to it. Uh, Pyre came out, which is uh, from Bastion, and uh, what's the other game they did? Those those giant. Wrote more like a giant block or whatever, yeah, whatever, super giant. Uh, it's cool, not for me. 
the Master Trials came out for Zelda. I'm still playing Zelda, even though it's been months and months and months and months. Probably the yeah. best game I've ever played. And What Remains of Edith Finch came out on Xbox One, and it was been out on PS4 and PC for a while. Highly recommend it. Really great two-hour, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's really emotive, really yeah. interesting. You just wander around the house and figure out things. Um, very sad. What yeah, game? Really what Remains of Edith yeah. Finch. I, I don't want to give anything away. What yeah. Remains? Yeah. What remains no, What Remains of Edith Finch. Finch. Um, it's like Gone Home. Um, it's like you, but I would argue better, actually. Is and it on Xbox? Yeah, it's just come out on Xbox One. You go you go into your house, but it's in a beautiful environment, beautifully rendered, really feels lived in. You start exploring it, and you start to learn about the history of your family who owned the house, and I don't want anything else, basically. Okay. Um, and it has, like, it's, but it's really brave, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the kind of video game that I'm just happy I people are making nowadays. Explanation: uh, It's about a house and you walk around and see it. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I went. Yeah, but Al would totally buy a game just based <laughs> yes. on that. Yeah, He'd be like, great. "I'm in." Uh, and great. then, uh, which movie do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the Ghost Dogs, <laughs> it's like <laughs> VR from 1993. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, that's it. That's all the stuff that came out. Oh my god. We've talked a lot. Do you think yeah. this is the longest podcast we've ever no, done? No, we've had a two-hour, 45-minute one before. What are we well, how long right is this now? one? I don't know, four hours probably. <laughs> 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 um, next week, we'll be back to the regular podcast. We'll be talking about you know news releases and box office and stuff like that. I'll have a fun catching up with you but guys. But different format? No, the old format, we're just streamlining things a little bit. We're like picking how we want stuff. Uh, the quiz was something we had a lot of people saying they enjoyed the quiz. Um, so I have two ideas on how to implement that quicker and hey, I easier. I thought you said we were going to play a game. Not today. Bayonet. No, not today. That's why ne- she's next week. That's, it, that's why that's she's the here. the only reason I stayed this long. <laughs> <laughs> next week we are going to kick off with a fun little game at the beginning of the podcast. When I'm not here, probably. <laughs> you live here, so you better be. Um, but for me, yeah, like we had a lot of down points going through all that stuff. But for me, from Baby Driver to Spidey to Dunkirk to War for Planet of the Apes to a Ghost Story, it's been a great month. Like since I got back to America, watching and then movies. It goes downhill from here. Just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we should do through August and then this October and uh, to like the end of September and then October, November, we'll get into Get some good ones again. Oscar. Well, yeah, we've got Oscar the Dark, time. Dark Tower comes out this week. That's the big one. Detroit, Annabelle, Detroit. Logan Lucky, It, oh, Geostorm, Jigsaw. Yeah. It. You get a good one. Blade Runner 2049 still to come. Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, The Last Jedi, Super Troopers 2. Yay! Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. No! <laughs> Which looks awful. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, it's been a pleasure to be here. Can people please, if you're listening, head over to iTunes um, and you're still there. <laughs> you are there still. <laughs> Type in "We Are Geeks" in iTunes. At the moment, it's all going to come up as one feed, but pretty soon we're going to have all the different ones. So you can just pick exactly what you want. You can curate your own content, and if you just want to listen to a horror podcast, you can. If you just want to listen to a director podcast, you can. Uh, but right now, just type in "We Are Geeks," subscribe, leave a rating. It really does help us out. Uh, you can uh, follow us on all the social medias. Also, as we are Tessellate. Again, that'll change next week to some easier stuff for you. But right now, we are Tessellate, and that's our website. You can check out some of our content. I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias and on Xbox if you want to play some video games with me. Uh, Justin Macaroni. Hey, I'm Justin Macaroni, <laughs> signing off. <laughs> How can people talk to you on the socials? Uh, if you take a noodle, put it by your ear. <laughs> It'll get a hold of me. <laughs> nah. Um, it's Radley, I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Good luck. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Adrian. Hello. Uh, if you want to... <laughs> it was not an invitation. <laughs> if you, uh, you want to check me out on Instagram, 
Um, uh, Sixum underscore suave. That's S I X U M underscore S U A V E. Perfect. And uh, also on the old Xbox, if you want to play a game or something like that. I do. I do. I am uh, just straight up Sixum, I do believe. S I X U M. Thank you. Katie Watson. You should tweet at me because no one tweets at me. You should tweet at me at Watson Dearest. And you're on, you're on Instagram doing nice uh, food pictures. Yeah, if you want to look at food, you can look at my Dearest Watson. There's a full stop in between each word. And Alison Holland, <laughs> who's now getting all the microphones. <laughs> <from Justin. laughs> so if you're about to come across really loud. Can you just like Mexican wave across them as you go as it pans through people's I'm heads? I'm <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it? Yep. That would be, be a good handle. I'm on Instagram. I'm on I'm Instagram. on Twitter. That would be pretty good. It's probably taken. No, it's Ali Sue. I'm not that creative, unfortunately. (laughs) You follow me. You know. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll see you all next week. And we're out. Ta-ta. Geeks. 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 Nobody has microphones to say. (laughs) Just Just me. It always is.